Good news. Yeah. Friends here. Hanging out. What? Because, uh, Bryn's gonna play some motherfucking Pathfinder. So we are... <laughs> we are changing players again. Because the bad news... That guy is not here anymore. It, it changed, but the guy was... Was previously up there. So, you may have noticed a resounding lack of Joe in the previous several consecutive Pathfinder sessions. And you may have noticed an even more obvious lack of Larkin in the previous literally the entire campaign. Um, I've known for, I guess, a little while, but I'll just throw it out in the open to be official. We're not playing Pathfinder with Larkin anymore. So he's, that's, that's not ever going to be a thing. I just, he's in the intro and I was told, trying so hard to hold off from uh, having to change and fucking redevelop it because I made his cool smoke bomb animation and everything for the goddamn intro and he didn't even bother to show up once. So he's, he's not playing. Joe literally cannot stop working 20 hours a day. So Joe is also going to be unable to continue playing with us. And that one sucks way worse, because he was actually a part of the campaign, and came and played, and was active. We had plans. We had plans. He had discussed things, he had hopes and dreams for his character, but uh, he just can't make it around work. And it doesn't matter what day we put it on, there is no day that will function around Joe's schedule. So he's just not going to be able to make it anymore. It's the poop, and it's sad. So, kind of... The, it's only half as bad as it sounds like it is. Because good news, Wern, with your uh, love of Dara, Dara's not going anywhere. Joe is leaving the campaign. Dara is not. Because guess who's gonna be Dara Rostam now? It's me! It's Bryn Bob. So. Daria. Daria. We can't just call. We can't just call. So now we have. Uh, I guess we're just gonna have two gender swap characters. Because uh, Shambu is playing Inori, and Bren Bob is going to be playing Dara. And she is just going to continue on the adventures of everyone's favorite crossbow-wielding war veteran who really doesn't want to be here that badly. <laughs> and is somewhat conflicted about murdering people. Because she's seen some of our play. She has read the entire story so far ah shit i didn't update war for the crown story so far i forgot <laughs> she's read the uh, the entire war for the crown right up i uh i mean the story so far is still mostly accurate because we are technically still in the basement oh shit i have the thing over here now too i forgot about all this shit i was trying to do so much stuff to get Bryn prepped because Bryn's like never you. played a tabletop game or anything and has no idea what's going on so i was i was trying to do so much stuff to get that ready I forgot updating some of this stuff. So we'll make Bryn do the Dara voice. Bryn, give us your Dara voice. Hello. Beautiful. Sound really Sounds exactly right? like him. Let's go. Yeah, I thought it's indistinguishable. Like, I actually <laughs> thought Joe came back. What are you talking about? That doesn't sound anything like it at all. 
<laughs> she had me be nice. Are you are you gonna try to do the uh, the vaguely Middle Eastern accent Joe's going yeah. for? Or are you just... Yeah. Right. I feel like this is gonna sound racist. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's for sure gonna. Well, the problem is, is it's gonna be so. Trying mixed to emulate accents. an accent isn't racist. Trying to emulate an accent <laughs> for the intent of being racist is being racist. Trying it... to play a character is legitimately like the closest analog to real life is Middle Eastern and trying to have a vaguely Middle Eastern accent is not racist, you fuck. Trying to have a Middle Eastern accent. <laughs> fuck you. Don't Besides, be... I don't know if it's going to be Middle Eastern oh, enough to be able to say that it's one specific accent. So I don't think it'll be racist against anyone. <laughs> oh no, I mean right. exactly like anyone. Said. It's not racist. Exactly. One of these things. I gotta remember, I gotta update these. I'll do it after the session for now. I'll update these post-session. One of these things here. That's probably the one. Was that a clown horn? Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend's phone just went off. It's Fiddlesticks' ultimate light that on uh, fire immediately. sound effect. So it's a clown horn. Yes. Oh no, it's not his ultimate. It's when he spooks you, right? All right, let me uh, let me change this text on a side real quick because I also forgot this while I'm catching everything up here because we're gonna have what is effectively today now having defeated Wasilka in the basement of the Dignified Repository we are heading into almost kind of a recap like a, a recoup rather not really a recap where we get our grounds recover from this warehouse fiesta so I'm gonna change this to having saved. Lady having saves. Martella, shut up. <laughs> the party now finally has a chance to recoup and plan their next great adventure. Dot dot dot. Gotta move that over slightly. Perfect. There we go. I gotta remember to update these things. Got all this new stuff going on. I updated the scroller, which is the big deal, because I definitely cannot just change that at OBS. I have to re-render out a different mini video to put up in there. So I changed all of that, and uh, those of you with fancy eyes may have already noticed when it rolls over to Dara that we are changing the character somewhat. So, I'm gonna preface before we actually start going here. Just to recap. Larkin's gone. Joe's gone. Dara is not gone. Bryn is going to play Dara. Uh, we have rebuilt Dara somewhat. So if you've been following along with the campaign so far, do not be surprised by the fact that he is a bit of a different character now. Uh, we're not, like, reinventing the wheel. He is still a guy with a crossbow who is going to shoot Dignity's Barbet people and do a bunch of work. But we have rebuilt him because I feel like walking through the process of building a character is the best way to give the general overview of Pathfinder to somebody. That's what I've done for, I think, all of you that I introduced to Pathfinder. As we just built a character, and that was when we learned most of the stuff. But some things have changed, because Overwatch style is awkward, and Crosswomen is awkward and kind of weird to play, so we just made him a bolt ace. Like... You probably should have it's been in the probably first categorically better. It is probably just categorically better. So he is he is just a better version of the Dara that you all know and love. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him more betterer, which is what we have gone ahead and done, because seriously, Baltes is 
actually fucking incredible. And I, like, I knew it was good, but I didn't realize until I went through building Brent's character how goddamn good a Boltace is. Holy shit, Boltace is so good. All the advantages of Gunslinger, including hitting at Touch AC, with none of the drawbacks of wielding a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the best way to be a gunslinger. Boltace is absolutely insane. It's just better than Gunslinger in every possible way. Holy crap, that is a good archetype. So uh, that should that should help make up for the fact that Bren has never played a tabletop before. So the final bit of catch-up I'm going to do before we get into actually playing the session here is that, just that, that minor disclaimer. She's never played tabletop. She's never done a, uh, a role-playing thing before. So we are back to having a brand new player in the party, which I do not have a problem with because that makes the stream informative. And it means people that don't know Pathfinder can learn as Bryn learns how to do literally anything. But I will say, just know that we're going to have some hang-ups. We're going to have some, okay, how does this work? What do skills do? How do I roll initiative kind of stuff coming up again? Because what, what, did I just message you? How, I mean, I've played, what, like four campaigns at this point with you now? Or three? And I literally hit you up the other day because I couldn't ha figure out how to level up my health. So, I mean, I have no problems. <laughs> We're all still learning here. It's an adventure every day. It is an infinite learning process. It's a, Pathfinder is a game system with literally thousands if I think, honestly, I think we're at tens of thousands, possibly, of pages of content to know that's just rules. Like, there's, there is so much that I still don't ever remember the DCs for things like concentration checks, or whenever anyone wants to intimidate someone, like, Shemmy, what's the fear save DC? Because you're supposed to know that from Anzu, because I still don't remember it, but I'm pretty sure it's 10 plus HD plus wisdom modifier. I think right. I know it now. I okay. had to learn that shit for intimidation. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so much stuff. And uh, also, building Dara, I think your health is wrong, Nell. I've been putting uh, points into my health. Favorite class bonus. I think that makes it even more wrong. Because Dara has more than you and is not doing that. I don't have a con score. Dara does have one to con. But you have, like... If you've been putting your extra point in health every time, that should make up for the fact that Dara has 12 con and you have 10. And you both have a d10 hit die. So you should have the same amount of health. I mean, what's the average health per, per level? On a d10, 6. I've been doing it right have you then. Do have you been doing 5.5? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. First level, you get max, and then you get the 6 and the 5 and the 6. Yeah, you get 10. And 6, 12, 18, so you should have 28. You have no con mod, and you've been putting a level in favor of class 4 times. Should put you at no. 32. Not every time. Okay, that's where it is. That's because I, like, I needed early have... skill levels. Fair enough. I was, I was like, I was looking at putting, like, updating the stuff on here. I was like, how does Nell have 30 HP? What do you mean by not... the 5.5 thing? Because that is actually average on a D10. Uh, that was what we used to do. You get, We're doing so you average get, rounded up every level. Yeah, not we used to get five and then six overall. and then five and then six and then five and then six because it's technically 5.5 and now I'm just giving you six every level. A, because it's easier and B, so you get to be protagonist. So, okay. we're all leveled up to four. Let me uh, get some shit here. 
shitter, this a shitter. As douche, I had to be kind of spread out like that because it's more of a social. Now area. recording. <laughs> I had to kick him out because I just put him in there to be spooky, but I didn't actually want to have to out <laughs> a bunch of crap in the beginning, so I started him again. So, I welcome we are, our robot overlord. We we are all leveled up to four. We're all ready for action. And for those of you listening on the podcast, because I just got that recording going, minor character change. Dara is still here, but is going to be piloted by Bryn Bob now, instead of Zivrix, who is bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and has absolutely no idea what she's doing, <laughs> and is totally ready to go on a goddamn adventure. Right? Right. Right. So, last time on Pathfinder... Finally, after much effort, seemingly infinite trials and tribulations, you made your way down to where Lady Martella herself was being held in the bottom of her very own safe house. And you found her in the clutches of your old... I don't know if friend is too strong a word at this point, you did barely know her, but old acquaintance... Wasilka the Fantabulous, the halfling killer that you had learned from the note you found back in the sublevels, was definitely not as friendly as she may have once seemed. Catching her and her cultists with nowhere to run, it was a pitched battle, a true clown fiesta. Because she's a clown, is the joke that I'm making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. But you oh, did put I... her down. Oh, because she was a clown. Finally, which, with one which... acid splash, the last of a culmination of Finny, after a battle that came down to a Dara out of crossbow bolts, swinging with his knife, and a Baylor out of spells, swinging with a wand of shocking grasp. And also a knife. And also a knife. <laughs> Just a less magical knife. You brought her down. I have haven't even noticed yet. I'm pouring this potion down in Ori's throat. Yeah, and we left off because we were running a bit over last time. We left off as Wasilka hit the pavement was when we stopped. So we are in the immediate aftermath of that battle. And we left off with Baylor uncorking a potion and at the risk of Wasilka getting away, turning and pouring it down in Ori's throat to bring her back from the edge of death after Wasilka just flipped a, a retreating knife down the hall and struck her at with just enough to take really any of you down because everyone here is very, very dramatically injured. So Nori wakes up on the floor with Nell and Dara leaning against walls, injured, catching their breath behind her as they hear Wasilka's body fall down around the corner. And Martella, still slumped in her shackles, calls out, seeing Dara stop. Did you get her? What happens? I'm going to ask the two people in front of me. Uh, please, make sure she doesn't die. We need to make sure she's turned in for this. And I'm going to start heading back over towards our chained up friend over here. Or employer, I should say. As you walk back in there, if she turns her gaze from Dara to you and just kind of Shrugs as well as she can, the shackles still holding onto her pepper box uh, with the box of bullets just on the ground next to her. Well? Uh, she's down, I, I think. I, I heard someone fall. 
Um, she was the only person there. I came back to see if I could get you out. Well, she has the key, unless you can pick these. Unless you have more skills than I pegged you for. Tiny manacles, right? They are manacles, yes. Like actual shackles at the top end of them is like bolted into the stone wall behind her with pipes. So they're like independent manacles. Yeah. Nothing I can do against those. So upon hearing that, I'll start heading back this way. <laughs> he heads back over to the hallway while Nori is coming to and Dara is just trying to continue being alive in the face of that battle. <laughs> I still have no uh, arrows or anything, right? Yeah, you have no bolts. You have the, uh, no I bolts. imagine, Diggity's Barb is still on the ground next to you, so I imagine you're going to stop for a moment and pick that up and look it over and make sure the weapon is undamaged, but you have nothing to defend yourself with but the knife. Could he literally start pulling them out of dead bodies? No, you can't refire them. Once they've, uh, once the bolt has been fired, it's no longer usable. They are not. It hits something and it bends it. Yeah, they're not sturdy enough to hang up to hang up to hitting either a person or a wall and still be straight and clean enough to be fired out of a crossbow effectively. And I can now hit people with the butt of my crossbow, or no? Yeah, that's your. Uh, it takes a grit. Yeah, but you can pistol with people with the crossbow. That's it cool. takes a, you spend one grant and it does d10 plus your strength mod, which is zero, so just d10. And you can knock them prone. Cool. Better than which using he, a which he Which he did not have before, to be fair. I mean, it is it is better than using the knight, but it also takes grit. And you only have so much grit. Your so much is a lot, but you only have so much. You have a huge pile of grit for a level four gunslinger. I mean, if... If she had been fighting through this entire area with it, she probably wouldn't have much left at this point. Dara, That's hardened true. by his experience, his experiences now has access to a pool of six points of grit in the face of such uh, <laughs> adversity. He can really just pull into a well of his own personal fortitude, and he has discovered the grit within. You happy? You know, military men, we strive. Exactly. We, we, we strive on this kind of stuff. So, what do you Bellor is too old for this shit. <laughs> Bellor categorically did not sign up for this answer. shit. <laughs> Indignant on the ground, and Nori's just kind of like, oh, so. <laughs> and Nori doesn't know if Ahsoka's dead or what. She's just laying on the ground like, are we done? Can we win? Okay, well, since nobody's coming, she's just going to start trying to get up by herself with, you know, her half-dead body. Where, where'd she go? Where's where's the clown? It's down, girl. Oh. Look down the hall. I'll look back over my shoulder and be like, I oh, yeah. I think I got her. Don't worry, the sword just told me. I'm gonna go search her for uh, stuff. Nori makes her way over to the uh, probably gently crackling body of Wasilka, having taken multiple shocking grasps and acid splashes to the face over the course of that. Uh, and probably still have a little bit of a charge when touched, but she has negative energy too. <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, no negative energy. She's got quite 
a bit of the equipment, uh, either in various pouches around her belt or uh, strapped up in holsters on her upper thighs or around her waist. She has both the dagger she had in her hand with a skull embedded on the hilt, uh, where it's not really a traditional blade. It's almost like a three-sided triangular uh, just piece of metal sharpening up to a point that would only possibly be effective for stabbing. And uh, one other dagger that she hadn't yet thrown at her hip. Under her armor, or under her uh, outfit rather, her jester's outfit, is a chain shirt. And looking her over a bit more, you find the more mundane, uh, the more mundane bits of her gesture gear. You have a juggling kit, a disguise kit, uh, what appears to be a blue and green sock puppet with buttons for eyes with a name embroidered around the neck, Duke Squiggles. Cute. And she has a wrist sheath under one of her gloves. Is that what I think it is? Uh, yes. Wow. That is... Bring loaded wrist like, sheath or regular wrist sheath. Assassin's Creed out a, a dagger, basically. It's a regular wrist sheath. Alright. The one that's not super useful. I mean, it's probably super useful for what she was using it for, but... And as you look her over a bit more, you find one of the pockets sewn into her actual jester's outfit appears to be clearly magical in nature because it is much deeper than it has any reasonable right to be. It's almost like a uh, portable hole or a bag of holding sewn into her actual outfit. And inside is yet another silver unholy symbol of Thamir Gix, a glass cutter, 12 gold, and an empty glass vial. Can I move so I'm going to go stand next to the lady chained to the wall? Yeah, so you should be able to... You should. Can you move your 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 guy, your token? I couldn't think of the word token for some reason. Yeah, you should be able to just click and drag Dara around as you see fit. Oh, you should have control of her. Right. So Dara heads back into the room with uh, Martoa. And she looks up at you and uh, sees it. It's just you coming back. And you come back with a light on your hip. She just has a, gives a deep breath. Don't know what to say, rightfully. I'd hired you for events much more mundane than this, but surely thanks are in order. You've proven much more resourceful and capable than I could ever have imagined. Well, I think the rest of the party might come back at some point, and we will try and get you out of here. Of course, take your time. Tend to yourselves. I'm in no pain. There's, there's no hurry. I can see you uh, took some blows in that fight. That was quite the scuffle. So did Do we you know find a key the body? Oh, yeah. There's also a key in the consuming pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's important. <laughs> there's uh, You don't have any potions on you, Dara, but this body right next to you, I believe. The body right next to you is the guy who drank one, so he has one empty potion bottle and a, a two other potion bottles. 
And you would recognize these as the same things that have been doled out to the previous cultists you fought. And it looks like it's the same set of potions that have been dispensed between them. But there's some more smoke snips, some more tinder, tinder twigs, another unholy symbol. Five gold and one unconsumed potion of cure light wounds. And one more of the potions of hide from animals. The same potions the previous cultists had had. Okay, so can I uh, go and collect them from all three? Yep, and then you would have a total of five potions of cure light wounds. And three potions and of hide from this? animals if you want to take those. Uh, so on your character sheet, mm -hmm. the second tab, where it says additional. Right. You have gear. If you hit the little plus button at the bottom, it'll add another row to that. And you can put gotcha. in a potion of cure light wounds. And they weigh, and then once you do that, they weigh half a pound and then quantity five. And you can just take that down as you drink them. I think potions are a half pounder. Potion half pounder negligible in Pathfinder. Kingmaker's screwing me because everything. <laughs> Enough stuff is different in Kingmaker to make me question stuff in the actual game. Now it's gonna freaking screw me up. I think potions are actually negligible in full Pathfinder. Okay, so do they weigh oh, something? Or a nothing? tenth of a pound, actually. Okay. Essentially I mean, negligible. That it's negligible. negligible. yeah. So point one. There you go. And then change your quantity to five. There you go. Okay. So, and then if you, want, if you want to drink one, which you probably do, because you're injured, mm -hmm. I imagine. Uh, potions of Cure Light Wounds heal you for 1d8 plus one. So you get red roll dice. I only really uh. briefly showed you. Okay, it's on the main page. You go right, to the right. you click on the chat box. Mm -hmm. And then slash R space whatever you want to roll. So for cure light wounds, it is literally just D8 plus one. You just type in slash R space D8 plus one. There you go. And you get four health back. So on your character. The green bar above your head is your current health. You don't have to go into your character sheet to change that. When you select your character, you can click directly on that five and just change it to a nine, and it'll change your health. Oh. You can also do plus four into oh, it. Yeah, or you if... can put plus four, that's right. For stuff that's more complicated than just adding four, if you don't want to do the math in your head. Yeah, if you have amounts that are more than four. <laughs> All right, Gusta, and then make sure on your sheet you take the quantity of your potions down one. All right. Because you got four left now. Unless you want to continue drinking so, potions. But you know everyone's pretty injured. Uh, what's up now? Yeah. I would like to see if Wasoka is still breathing. Uh, as you look her over through the plethora of various minor stab wounds and acid splashes and searing burns from the wand of shocking grasp that charged through her chain shirt it appears to have gotten the best of her and she does not look like she is still alive now a shame but at least we still have smiles to question about where and why these cultists appeared you want to go ahead and take the key now yeah Let's get out of here as soon as we can. 
The party wants nothing more to do with the dignified repository. I think they are more than happy to leave this place behind actually forever as they move on to greener pastures, which would be literally anything but this. So, as Dara goes to the corpses, Inori, Nell, and Baylor, are you still in the alchemy lab? Or are you coming? I'm coming too. Oh, I was gonna run a quick detect over any of the stuff Wasilka's uh, got on there. Yeah, ring detect magic over Wasilka. You would register that the pocket itself, uh, as I'm sure Nori's surprised it have indicated, is clearly magical. As is her chain shirt. Alright, no one else is around. Maybe I can pull this off. Isn't she tiny? She is small, is the downside. That is a, not going to be a large enough chain shirt for normal people. Oh, to please. Wear. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> as long as nobody's looking. Nobody's looking. Because nobody's Baylor looking. just has performance anxiety. <laughs> if he gets the opportunity to, <laughs> to try to identify items by himself alone in a room, he can totally do it. He's just really, really shy. You know what? For a hard 20... I'll give you both. It's a concealing pocket and plus one chain shirt. Actually, uh, magical armor resizes the wear, doesn't it? Armor specifically does not. I believe. Oh, magical Just everything items. else does. Okay, right. Yeah, not armor. So armor specifically doesn't. So a small plus one chain shirt and a concealing pocket. You would you also... Like... Hmm? Can you, like, transfer a concealing pocket into was, a different piece of clothing? I was going to say, you also know that that is possible. It's just somewhat difficult. Uh, it's almost more akin to surgery than tailoring and would require a successful heel check or appropriate, like, skilled craft ability to get it off without destroying it. You would also know that it doesn't really add any meaningful amounts. Like, it's it's definitely bigger than the pocket appears, but it's far from a bag of holding. It doesn't add any real meaningful amount to what you can carry or reduce the weight of things inside, but it does shield everything in there from any sort of magical detection. It also makes it much easier to hide it. Because the pocket just kind of swallows it. So do you we like want to free just... this lady over here? Well, yeah, we'll get that in a second. I'm just doing a Baylor's thing uh, real quick. Cause I yeah, can't well, can you, like, can you, like, cut, like, an area around the piece of clothing and take it rather than taking the entire piece of clothing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't think so. I'm going to say no. Because I think I like the, the magic the in magic. the concealing pocket, yeah, is tied to what it is attached to. It's not like a bag of holding that is just sewn onto her shirt. The Jester's outfit is magical, and the the manifestation is that concealing pocket. So you can't just, you're like, cut a square around. You're going to make me have to strip this tiny clown that I just murdered. If you want the concealing pocket and the plus one chain shirt, then yes. You are going to strip this tiny clown you just murdered. Baylor has... It's not a good day. Second thoughts Very about bad this, day but I mean... Are you going to strip the tiny clown for her magic item? You just 
tried to tase her to death with a wand, and now you're worried about taking her her shirt off her dead body. He is fully it stripping her. He's sad. taking her armor and also her shirt. So he is yeah, like we're stripping with no cut. I don't want to do it, but I will. <laughs> so am I gonna walk back into that room to you standing do over it. this little little woman with no clothes on? <laughs> So you're all waiting. Uh, you hear Baylor cast a spell as you go. I like a minute or so later. Who has the key? Inori does, because Inori went to the pocket and everything. Inori's got the key. Baylor still has not returned yet. Uh, but Inori, you have the key, and you have the ability to uh, unlock Lady Lothian's shackles and free her from her imprisonment I, against let's the Let's toss, uh, toss it over to Nell. He's right next to her. Yeah, the key is I thought Nell. I was the one that had the key, actually. Oh, no, Inori's the one who looked through his fucking body. Inori, uh, toss the keys to you. You undo the two manacles and, uh, release Martella from the wall. And she doesn't stand up immediately. She still just, uh, slays, stays there kneeling on the ground for a bit, uh, rubbing her very much raw wrists. And she looks back across the three members of the party. And she raises an eyebrow. Is, is Baylor okay? Uh, he's probably nerding out in the other room, looking at all the vials. Uh, that or ensuring Wasoka's fallen. Either way, it's fair and understandable. I it bears repeating, and I cannot state enough how fortunate I was in choosing the group of you to infiltrate a senatorial party—something completely and utterly unrelated. It's, I, I, I can't find the words to explain my surprise at your ability to fight through all the forces the Brotherhood of Silence had pulled into my own safe house. He infiltrated and take down their leader. This is, this is truly impressive. You've more than earned the gold you promised. I would not say we've killed all of them. We simply cut through what we needed to to get down here. Uh, there may still be some upstairs. Hmm. Understandable. Finesse. There's no need for more bloodshed than necessary. A trail of more bodies to raise further questions. Even further impressed. I, I promised you all 150 gold apiece, uh, however many days ago it was now, for much, much simpler tasks than what you, you've accomplished, but I assure you I will give you much greater rewards once we are free from this place. Oh, what are we talking? Triple? Uh, more than that, it'll give you 500 gold a head. That'll do just fine. Thank you for the compensation. This was more than necessary. We yes. will... uh Going ahead. Ah, uh, yes, this is very appreciated. It's the least I can do. And given the situation, there's, there's more that I, that I should add on top of this. We've, we've... We've much to discuss. We've had no opportunity to talk about the development of things uh, related to your previous tasks or even the state of Apara since those 
events at the Senate that now seem so long ago. We've truly much to discuss. I don't know all of your backgrounds, admittedly, but I know more of you than I have let on. I don't choose my agents lightly. You're all capable and far more so than I could have imagined. But I know that for none of you is subterfuge your area of expertise. Apara is unsafe right now, as is the greater reign of Taldor. I don't know what's happened in my absence. And she uh, turns and just acknowledges Baylor with a brief nod as he enters the room. But I can guarantee you there's more going on than you understand. These agents of the Brotherhood of Silence, these thugs, these assassins, do not underestimate them. They came for me, and they knew each of you by name. You were targets as well. It's not safe to return to your own homes. What would you suggest? I have a place. There is a fairly nondescript inn by the name of the Silent Horse. Now, make no mistake, this is a high-end establishment, but one, does, one that does not garner much attention. It's in a safer part of town, very close to the White Pillars. They would have to be truly brazen to make an attempt on you there with so many faces and so many variables in the equations. I can pay to board you up there for a few days while we figure out what it is that's going on. A few days? I got a business to run. Are you sure these people are going to try to come after us? You'll run no business, Dedanoi. Damn it. I can what understand. What have you gotten us into here? What's really going on? And she just kind of looks down for a second. And uh, place it, closes the box of bullets and places her gun down on top of it. And uh, slowly pulls herself up to standing and folds her hands across her waist. I would answer all of your questions. And make no mistake, I owe you still at least that much. And I will. But there is a time and a place. And I need to know what events have taken place in my absence. I need to know the state of the city and the state of the operations. I understand if you have concerns about my choice of accommodations given the current situation in my own safe house. But I made the mistake of trusting too carelessly in the face of that disaster and led them right to my own doorstep. The Silent Horse is protected not by secrecy, but by its openness. And as an added benefit, it will give me a place to contact all of you when the time is right. I need a few days to gather information. You must understand Information is everything. Facts are critical. And having a proper understanding of exactly what is taking place in Opara right now is the most important thing going forward. Well, as you have had no outside connections while you've been here, I can, I can understand how that would be a wise course of action. Given the situation, I'm leery trusting even my own agents. 
uh, beyond those that I have kept most close to my side. In my line of work, this is not uncommon, and I'll be able to cut them all loose without much fuss. They should never have the ability to find or contact me again without my wish. But that means I am finding myself few in number, uh, friends I can rely on, and... As you have proven yourselves already so far, once again I find myself in need of unknowns. But, as I said, I will explain everything in a few days' time. Please. I don't know what business you still have here, but... I can take care of things in this safe house. I can get this sorted. Take what you need uh, from these assassins, from the Brotherhood's Fallen. Uh, please, it is yours. And if there's any way that I can assist you, let me know before you leave. But then, take some time. I I don't even know what time of, what time is it right now. Is this night, I would assume, based on your attack? Yeah, so it was... We, uh, we haven't been here long enough for it to be around the morning yet. No, it probably... No, it like was a, just getting like, dark as we came yeah, in. You would not have been in here very long. Like, an hour tops. But probably not even that early. So she says, please... If you could find your own accommodations for the night, or just mill around the city, possibly is even at best, keep to public areas and keep aware. In the morning, go to the silent horse. Ask for Lady Lothied. They'll accommodate you. I'll have made my arrangements by then. And what should we do with smiles? With who? Uh, do one of their officers I, I believe the he was commanding some people similarly dressed to these upstairs we captured him and tied him up and locked him in a closet and uh, she smiles says yeah you continue to surprise me leave that to me this is I'm sure much more my area of expertise than yours and with that, she uh, she starts to move over towards her belongings here in the southwest corner of the cave. And starts to move over here. Uh, she said leave smiles to her, so I'll just tell her exactly where he is, right outside of the secret entrance, and then uh, start looting bodies for potions so that we don't all <laughs> fall over dead. <laughs> As you start looking through the bodies, you realize all the potions have already been taken, and that Dara has basically just a bundle of potions in his hand. And I believe he has, what, four more of them at this point? I have four more. Oh, you would also, I assume you probably didn't pick up the hide from animals, but you, again, from the previous cultists, could assume there are three more. Each of them has one more potion of hide from animals. And if you huh. would enjoy any Masterwork short swords, Masterwork chain shirts, smoke sticks, or tender twigs, those are kind of around, too. And I'm going to do the same thing with their stuff that I've done with everyone yep, else's. Put it out of the reach. You get a total of 15 more gold off of those bodies. Okay. Party loot sheet. Yeah. Uh, I've been adding all the gold to my sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And you said how much gold, Squid? 15 total. They didn't have much. Alright, so there's 15 gold added to my sheet. I have kept my gold and my silver separate from all of the gold and silver that I have found down here. So I know how much I have versus everyone's like split amount. Um, 
Dara, yeah, keep if like you a would, group please. Them out and then creep your own separate too. That yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, if you would please, I, I'm in drastic need of one of those potions. Okay, would you like one, one or two? Uh, just one for now. Please make sure everyone else gets their fair share. Alright. Uh, I will hand out a potion to everyone, or the three others. That was a very good potion. Hot roll. That was a very nice potion. You get the maximum nine health back from that. And uh, relief just washes over you, even if your wounds are still far from fully healed. It certainly takes the sting from them. And then Anori gets four health back from hers. Eh, may as well. Victory potions. Yeah, we didn't even toast. So... All of these guys down here were equipped with just a, a standard kit, pretty much, right? Basically, they all had a, 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 a equal amount of stuff on them. They each had uh, two smoke sticks, five tender, tig, tender twigs, and that same assortment of three potions on their belt. Uh, it seemed they had they, they hadn't brought their own things. Whoever had sent them there had equipped them. Okay, because I'm absolutely like I've got the carry weight to carry all of the chain shirts and masterwork swords out of here. So I'm not worried about that. I just wanted to make sure that they all had the, the same thing. So Walking out with a were... bundle of swords and armor. <laughs> just go like your arms full of sword <laughs> hey, swords. <metal> cells. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to actually keep them. But yeah, there's a short sword for every cultist. There's like seven short swords down here. Uh, seven masterwork chain shirts. I need to carry all this crap. Just wrap it up in a burlap sack of some sort. I mean, I'm wrap sure there's... Wrap it up there's... in a chain shirt. Just wrap it up in a chain shirt. In a chain shirt. Ta-da! Yeah. That was just a really stabby bushel that you shouldn't drop. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do have use for one or two of those Masterworks uh, chain shirts because I need spare resources when I fix up my suit of armor to stylize it for my own personal use fair enough so as you're going through uh collecting the armaments from the fallen brotherhood agents uh lady lothian comes back around the corner uh now having donned her armor with her pistol on one hip and sword on the other she looks entirely different from the fairly reserved spy master that had given you t- your, your tasks initially as it may have been hinted at by her abilities with the pepper box originally, she is no slouch and no stranger to combat. And again, given by the fact that she seems fairly undisturbed by just barely been released from being in the clutch of the Brotherhood of Silence for two full days. Probably not the first time that's happened. Nori's kind of like looking at her clothes and then looking at Martala and being disappointed that she looks so much better. <laughs> uh, the whole point of Nori was to wear just like black and dark, and Lady Martella has the absolute opposite of uh, yeah, but she's rocking it. For. Yeah, yes, she's it rocking is, it. <laughs> it is a really, really good token. Actually, I, I like her token a lot. I love Lady Martella's token. Her armor looks fucking fabulous. So she comes out. And in one hand, she has a small, ragged note. And in the other hand, a simple leather sack. 
as she reads this over, as she approaches as well. Stash in the corner among my things they'd hidden was this. And she kind of just gestures with the note. Contract! <laughs> for my head and for yours. Here. And she, uh, she, without warning, tosses the bag towards Nell. And you catch it. And it's pretty heavy, actually. There's a se probably several pound bag. It says, uh, according to this, this is the 2,000 gold Wasilka accepted for our heads. Let's say that's yours. Well, that is at least comforting knowing we're worth so much between you and us. A good man, the right place. It's priceless. One person can change the course of history with a single word, and it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Is it actually 2,000 gold? Because that's really heavy. It is actually 2,000 gold. Yeah, she just tossed like a several okay. pound sack of coins to you. <laughs> yeah. That is actually wow. a heavy sack. It is 2,000 gold coins. Um, that's like, what? It's heavy. Hold on. The, the character like sheet pounds? says that that is 40 pounds. Yeah, probably. It's 2,000 solid gold coins. Jesus Christ. I mean, I can carry it. I can I do it. Maybe she would. I thought, it was like, I thought it was literally a tenth of that, so I guess she wouldn't throw a 40-pound bag no, she would. at you. She would toss <laughs> it on the ground in front of you. I thought it was uh, four pounds, but it, like, money is ten times more than I thought it was. Okay. Let it go. It just shatters. Yeah, she just throws it. Fucking just knocks Nell over. No, all right. So instead... <laughs> She would, uh, with two hands, if she has it, like, under her arm, she'd pull it out and, like, kind of just heave it down to the floor, and it would hit and spill coins across the ground. And she's not kidding. 2,000 gold coins. Yeah, no, that's, that's insane. I can carry it, same as everything else. I'm a real strong boy. You can carry 1,500. I took my five. <laughs> I mean, do you actually want to carry 10 pounds of coins out of here? It is 10 pounds of coins for 500 gold. Sure. All right, I will take that off of my sheet, and you are welcome to carry your 10 pounds of coins. Now, make no mistake, I will still have the 500 gold I have promised you delivered to the silent horse, or later in person should you choose not to stay there. But again, I would highly recommend whatever choice you make avoid your own homes i cannot stress this your names are on this paper for that same bounty i am curious as to whether nell has to worry about his family i'm also concerned about that but we do have considering where we live and the staff kept at the house i don't think them sending one or two assassins will be something to worry about you have trained guards at your estate not necessarily trained guards but one of them is he's he's who trained me he's the reason i know how to use a sword well at the very they, least you should at least try to warn him absolutely whatever i, I can send do warning to the stalwart estate but i understand your concern going there in person will only certainly make their lives more dangerous. I will take one of those I can still trust and send contacts to your family. 
I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, from my investigations, I believe the rest of you live alone and thus haven't much to fear. Other than for the safety of your own belongings, of course, but the Brotherhood is not out for your equipment. They're not out for your bankroll. They're out for you. And if I know how they operate, they'd have no point in making a move on any of your homes or your business, Sonori, if they didn't have reason to believe they'd find you there. I just, I don't want them to destroy it, you know, because it's kind of all I have left. I understand. They are trained and skilled assassins, not vandals. Regardless, would you rather have the White Raven or your life? Yeah, make a point. By the way, after uh, calculating all the stuff that I'm going to be carrying, it's uh, 329 pounds of loot. That is a lot of loot. Are you in, like, medium He's load so or heavy load? <laughs> uh, you cut out super hard. Uh, still medium, because heavy starts at 350 for me. Can, oh my goodness. You can carry so much. So. Uh, and then I could even carry another 350 just in my hands. After a sigh, Martello would continue. Whether you know it or not, or whether you've realized it yet, your actions in the last few days had a major influence on Taldor's future. The events at the center are only the beginning. I would recommend that, especially if there are others that may still be present, you just take your leave from this place as quickly as possible. I'll remain down on the, in the safe house, and this is very much designed to be impenetrable. With whatever voices they can muster, with me here on alert, I will be okay until they surrender. I am sure they are intelligent enough to not to just simply throw bodies against the safe house. You should make your way out quickly, if you can. I would advise, and especially given your state, against further conflict. Just try to get out and get clear of the area and out into public as quickly as you can. Remember, make your way to the silent horse in the morning. Do you know where it is? Mm. Do we know where it is? A part underground? I mean, I don't think that would be... Damn. Like, is it, is it one Alice, of the no. structures that we've already visited? It's not one of the structures you have uh, you've been to, no. It's it's near... She said it was next to the White Hall, and I, I think that the White Hall is the main base of the police department, basically, and I'm pretty sure you would all know where that is, uh, especially because you'd been up... Whoever it was that went up to West Park to collect from Lady Trant, which I think was you, no? Yes. That went right by the Whitehall. Okay. I oh, know that wasn't the Whitehall. That was no, oh, my mistake. That you went right up by the Altar of Divine Intervention. Innova innovation. The Whitehall is down by the Memorial Park. It's it's by the canal, but at the southern end, closer to the bridge. It's actually if you come in from the bridge, the the huge Grand Bridge. It's one of the first things you walk past. It's not terribly far from the palace or the House of Dawn's Redemption. That was the one who walked by the Whitehall, the people that went to the House of Dawn's Redemption, which was Baylor and Inori. 
It's a fairly large city. It's a pretty big city. I, I was trying. It's it's hard to perfectly keep track of who went where because there is a whole lot of just around. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Regardless, we know where it is. You know I really is. know where it is. You super know where it is. Anyone who, anyone who lives in Aparo, which is all of you, would know where the White Hall is. And knowing it's by the White Hall would at least be enough for you to find it. So, so Martel would nod. Say very well, then. Wish you luck. Remain safe. And please, make haste. That'd be a terrible tragedy after all that you have overcome to reach me here to fail now. I'll make contact in a few days. Be safe and make sure you get as many of them as you can before they give up, I suppose. I doubt they'll try to come down here. Once they've realized their numbers are broken, their leader's incapacitated. They'll probably retreat. They're far from unintelligent. And without Mr. Smiles, they are probably much weaker. Not both of their leaders. Mr. Smiles and Wasilka both gone. I'm sure none among their number would deign to stay here. Alright. Well, let us take our leave, then. You head... Unless there's anything you want on the way out of the basement. Uh... Did the halfling also have a chain shirt? I don't care what this halfling has. I'm already carrying too much stuff. Has like crap. Let me let me double check though. The rando halfling has. I know we checked him. I'm pretty sure you checked him. Yeah. Yeah. That was where you got the potion of gashes for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Hey, Nori, did you notice that this this uh, uh halfling is now considerably more naked? Than she was earlier. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happened. Uh, Magical Baylor garment. I would here. just ignore it. I have Baylor comes up behind the group carrying Wasilka's shirt and Wasilka's armor. They're magical. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> so you all would emerge back up here from the dignified depository back out into the dark night of Apara. And you know a few things. One, right down here at 18 is what is known as the White Hall or the White Pillars or the Screaming Pillars, depending on who you're asking. That is the main constabulatory base. And very close to that, right nearby, is the Silent Horse. Make a token for that too, real quick. Why on that same little block? It is high end and note noteworthy for its proximity to the Grand Bridge. So any tourists, travelers, merchants coming in from that direction, it's the first luxury inn they pass by. As most of the rest of them are further out in Erodin's view, World Breaker Hill or the scant few scattered up among West Park, but that's mostly just residences. It's large, it's ornate, and it has a very, very high number of visitors and clients. Exactly the perfect cover as Martella described it. So as you emerge back out into the city of Apara, 
back out into the open. What do you guys want to do? You make your way out of the warehouse without seeing anyone else. That Nothing that seems noticeably different. If the other Brotherhood members have come back, then by now it seems that they found their fallen, decided that this was either not worth the effort or had gone on a patrol to try and find the perpetrators because none of them are present in the main body of the warehouse when you emerge. Well, I need to find more bolts. It'd yeah, we should probably visit a blacksmith for that. It is approximately like 10 p.m. So it's real late oh. at night and most stores and everything are going to be closed. It is still the same night you would attack the warehouse. In the grand scheme of things, we're only in there for maybe an hour. We need lodging for the night somewhere close-ish, maybe? Well, right down the street is a wonderful inn and bar known as Hardy Mug. Yeah, that's a... It's where we were this morning. That's a jam. Hardy Mug is nearby. Um, let me see. Does the Hardy Mug actually... I was assuming, so... That's what I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, it does have some rooms. And it's not the worst you can do. That's kind of like a middle tier. It's like the Holiday Inn of Alvaro, basically. It's not a Motel 6. Yeah. But it's not exactly... I mean, uh, me there. Well, we want to stick somewhere public. I mean, it is public. Being Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Yeah, it's just like being fairly middling in Apara means that sure, there's not a ton of mo nobles there, but the people who don't want to sleep on a lightly wrapped pile of straw out back of some much seedier tavern in the Narrows. The Hardy Mug is just kind of your general purpose go-to. That'd be a good one. It is fairly popular. Uh, but it is smaller, so it usually has maybe a half dozen to a dozen patrons uh, this late at night. But since we already know the place, it would be easier to tell if we if something was very suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I'm very familiar with uh, the Hardy Mug, so anything out of Is the ordinary that because would you're probably actually stick alcoholic? out. Possibly. He's a connoisseur of alcohol. Fair enough. Same thing, though. It's an alcoholic. <laughs> so is this the plan, then? The party's going to head down to a Hardy Mug and try Sounds and get cool. a uh, simple I have rest. no objection. Seems like a better idea than what I was thinking. You make your way down across town, and again, this late at night, there's not that many people out around the street. Uh, the Hardy Mug is a fairly standard and basic affair, and again, Nell is quite familiar with it. It's going to cost you each five silver for a bed for the night. And Bryn, uh, the way money works, every ten of a coin is the next coin up. It's kind of weird. I wish it was a hundred, because it'd be easier. But five silver is half of a gold. So, uh... You should have a slot on your character sheet that's money. Oh, you actually just have five silver just hanging out on your character sheet, so that's perfect. You can just turn that to zero. Ta-da, problem solved. Okay, and that's SP? Yep. Silver pence? Silver. Pieces? Pieces? What did you yeah, say? Like Pines? Pieces. Pence? Pence? Isn't I, there money? I've actually never really thought about the specifics of what GP stands for. I'm I pretty sure pieces. it's just pieces. gold pieces. Yeah, I yeah. think it's oh, just yeah, pieces. Money. 
I don't. Her sounds way cooler. Yeah, I want to go with fucking pence now. That's way better. So fancy. Yeah, five nope. silver pence. Peace Keep saying at the hearty mug. Man, look at his vocabulary improvement. Going on. <laughs> no longer are they simply silver pieces. This is silver pence now. So keep in mind, as we're walking down the street, I'm literally carrying about 275 pounds of money, metal, and swords. And anybody who You're a local is merchant. still out at night is, is saying you're, you're just literally hauling this in your arms is going to well, get maybe group, a strange glance and maybe cross to the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're also all very visibly injured, uh, except for Baylor, who is just lightly stabbed, <laughs> lightly yeah. seasoned. Uh, the rest of you are all still very much wounded. I so, think all the damage I took today was negative energy, actually. Yeah, just from channel negative energies. So I don't even know what the... <laughs> I'm not even really... Yeah, what positive... What the visual effect of taking negative energy damage would be. I have a little pale, like you look like you're sick. Yeah, almost. you'd probably just look well, like you have sick. bags under your eyes. You are also sick, that's fair. That's For fair. just minor damage, because it's just negative energy, which is the opposite of life. So it'd just be like being sick. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So... You make it to the hardy mug. You spend your five silver pieces. And I am absolutely positive that you are all more than happy to take the night's rest. That said, you're all probably somewhat on edge. Because even Dara, the soldier who'd never really seen proper combat, and Nori, the bounty hunter, are dramatically out of your element in this. You have been caught up in events far beyond what you ever could have imagined was going to take place. Is there anything you guys want to do other than just crash and take a well-deserved night's sleep? No, oh, I'm ready to hit the sack. As I said, Belor's too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Streetlight's Ron. He's going to hit the head. I'm going to have a couple drinks before bed just to I cut the edge you. off of my nerves because that was extremely intense he's going to throw a couple copper get a couple beverages get a little bit of the uh, the Star Wars brand sleep aid before he tries to lay down for the night and uh, of course as per every time you come down here you're not wrong you're here fairly regularly and Ulfhilda, the elfin that runs the place, is not necessarily, not like the most motherly type, and less concerned about the state of her injuries as she does kind of just raise an eyebrow and warn you not to drip blood or anything <laughs> as she brings you a couple of drinks. But she doesn't ask. Yeah, this is just, fights happen. This one looks a little more intense than a normal fight, but fights happen. She puts her hands up. I don't want to know. <laughs> the less I know, the least. less I am an accomplice. Fair enough. And after that, you all head to sleep. Everybody but Dara, make me a fart too, Seb. And keep in mind that because you took... This is still rat aids, bro. Uh, because you, you 
I think it was Nell or Inori. One of you me. guys, yeah, has a reroll. So. I took the anti-plague. You both. You take it in the morning, right? You both well, do. I... So you both have a reroll. Yeah, we both took a dose on the prior day, which gave us a reroll. Uh, yeah, you have notes. Save on Felty Vegas next day. Yeah, so uh, roll me one, Inori. And if you fail, you take it the day before. You take it like it's cold medicine. You take it because oh. you're bad. No, the reason that we get a save today is because we drank it. Because Baylor hasn't started feeling the effects yet. And neither oh, have I. Right, yeah, you're just starting to feel a little bit sick. Yeah, so this is my first save on the first day where filth fever starts to affect me. Yeah, right, because Inori was the only one that actually had the onset. So, uh, both of you, Nell and Inori, having t having taken your anti-plagues, you didn't take one, right, Baylor? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, me and okay. Inori went together. Yeah, remember he made his oh, taste good because yeah. he's so, a bitch. So re-roll that then. Yeah, re-roll that then. Because that gave you the re-roll. Oh, no. He rolled a five and then he rolled a three. So, uh, Baylor, uh, Nell and Inori, you would wake up in the morning. Uh, Nell, you don't really feel any different than you did previously. And Inori, keep in mind that you recover one point, or any of you that might have it, I know Inori does, I don't think anyone else does. You do recover one point of damage in each stat with a night's sleep. So each of you get four health back overnight. Each of you get one point of stat damage back. And then Baylor, you're too old for this shit. I am. <laughs> you lose two decks and three con. That hurts. So I get four health and what was it? You, you just heal get four. for four. And then uh, whenever you rest at night, if you have damage to any of your core stats, which you don't, like what, what's happening to oh, Baylor okay. right now, his decks and his con are going down from this disease. Uh, if you have stuff like that, you get one point in each of your stats back every night, but you don't have any of that. So just uh, open your character sheet and then mm -hmm. change your current health to be, oh, you already did. Okay, cool. Yep. You good. You got a four of your health. You used it. Perfect. So you all wake up. Baylor probably a bit earlier than everyone else as you are just awoken by the state that you're in. Oh, does that drop you two con mods? It does. Oof, so you got 18 max HP right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, put that wherever you... We could just put that in temp damage. Oh, we could put temp, like, what? A, I don't know what temp is. I don't think you're ever going to get, like, temp HP, so we could just put your... That took me three tries. I'm just going to put your current max health in temp HP and then change your current to that. If that's a... That seems good. So you wake up a little earlier feeling like actual death. Like the, the Grim Reaper has come for you. And regardless of the nicer uh, prestidigitated anti-plague that you consumed, it does not appear to have helped. And you're taking this a bit harder than everyone else's. And as Nell and the Nori wake up, Nell not any worse than he appeared the previous day, and Inori seemingly starting to get over it. You cannot relate. You think you might actually be dying. You wonder for a brief moment if somehow your magic had interfered with the alchemical properties of the anti-plague. And that maybe you don't have knowledge alchemy, do you? 
I have craft alchemy. You have craft alchemy? Like, you're pretty sure that's that's not a thing, but yeah, it's the that's... only thing you can think of. Like, why didn't this work? What happened? Why am I dying? Maybe just this particular strain of the disease is more aggressive to your half-elven physiology than these humans. Who knows? But you feel absolutely miserable. So, <laughs> with it being the next day, I'm going to go on ahead and drink another one of my anti-plagues. Alright, and then you will have a reroll against your filth fever the next day if you still need them. Because I still don't feel good, I just don't feel terrible. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. You, you have not woken up feeling uh, miraculously cured now. Does anyone else have any more? I mean, I Nori just bought the ones we were drinking at uh, the time. Yeah, I don't think you have spares right now, but you do suddenly have money. Yeah, we, we have a lot of money. <laughs> oh, you know, there's please. also a convenient church right down the street. You know what? I think I bought two because I still have one on my sheet, unless I just forgot to take it off. I mean, yeah, you might have bought one, you might have found one somewhere, but if you have one on your sheet, I don't trust you guys not to fuck up your inventory. Yeah. If you got one on your sheet, you can take it. It says anti-plague and then from Alembic, so yeah. Go for it. I'll if you it. have one from the Golden Alembic, that's different from the one that you drank. Oh, that was okay. Because Masters. that was the fancy place. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, yeah that's uh, the fancy one. So you I drank the one from the shit show. You do still have that. So I should drink it, or he should have it, probably. I mean, you you still. You I mean, you can better, make that decision but not yourself. Great. Baylor is like he looks like the crypt keeper. So I mean. All right. Yeah. Then we'll give him one, and then maybe we can go buy some new ones with our newfound wealth. I'll give it to him. <laughs> newfound wealth. So, the first thing that I would actually like to do for today uh, the Cathedral of Coins is a Church of Abadar, correct? Yes. I would love to take the party to the Cathedral of Coins for a little bit so we can sort out this money thing and, and I would like to deposit a fair share of mine because this is a lot to carry around. Coins are pretty heavy and trying to haul around a crap load of gold is gonna be difficult I would like to visit multiple sides of the cathedral of coins <laughs> yeah, I mean it does serve a multiple purpose it is also a church and they do provide healing services yes so if Baylor wants to go and get I don't know one to two lesser restoration spells cast on his person not a bad idea uh, you could also of course get some healing spells cast on you should you want I'd like to go get some healing spells dang it I thought I made a quick reference for the uh, spell casting cost I gotta look it up again cast level spell level 10 that's it I knew it's simple alright so everyone wants to head out to the cathedral of coins 
Yep. Yep. So you all travel together out of the Hardy Mug and just down the street to the domed church of Abadar, uh, the one of the largest and again just most ridiculously extravagant chapels located in Napara. And as you head over, it, the situation looks much the same as it had the previous day before you went into the Dignified Repository. They still have the speaker outside, his voice echoing magically from the various corners of the block upon which the church is situated, his sermons ringing throughout the streets, and the crowd still gathered around, still offering their services and their counseling for those affected by uh, what is now apparently come to be referred to as the Exaltation Day Massacre. And you head up to which first? Bank? Church? Well, not church. Uh, bank? Spell casting? I, I would like to stop at the bank first, just so everyone can have their fair share to use with it as they see fit. If so he wants ahead. to split up the money first, I'm not gonna rush off anywhere else. Not a terrible idea. So as you walk up, what is the main approach to the Cathedral of Coins? Flanked with marble fountains, uh, worked scales tilted to one side with water flowing down and out of their different... What's the part of a scale that you put things on called? Surely it has a name. The bowl. Is it just called the bowl? I mean, it's called scales because you you have the the two separate sides of it. There's no particular name for those, I don't think. Yeah, but flowing out of the bowls of the uh, the balanced scales, and you head up the marble stairs into the main public entrance to the church, uh, not the chapel and not the healing wing, directly into what is effectively just a bank. And I'll have to explain this to you guys. Because Joe isn't here. But this is not a bank. Because they worship Abadar and want money. This is a bank. Because they worship Abadar. And it is directly anathema to their god. To steal or mishandle money. So it is an opportunity. And they provide this bank as a service. Just like they provide their healing magic and the House of Dawn's Redemption provides a mundane hospital, soup kitchens, community service, how the Cathedral of Coins gives back to the people of Apara, a city seated by so many different nobles, is to give them a safe place to bank their money. Dara's eye twitches as he walks in. He doesn't know why. It literally summoned the Joe into the chat. Like, that's... that's... <laughs> Joe... Who said he could not be here and couldn't play anymore. Heard us talking good about Abadar and actually just showed up in the chat for a second. So you all you all head in. And uh, down the great walk of pillars. And before you are several fairly mundane tellers. Uh, a counter divided in sections with clergy working behind it and nobles milling about dealing with matters of money or property. Off to the sides, there are a few smaller desks, uh, most of, uh, a couple of them free, a couple of them occupied by various other minor nobles, or even the lesser, the commoners of Apara, trying to either create agreements and arrangements with the church or to create accounts of their own. 
Uh, from these signage, it's quite obvious this is where you need to head. I'll jingle my way over there. Pockets heavy. I don't even think it's, it's 40 pounds of coins. This isn't pockets. This is like your arms have a 40-pound <laughs> stack of gold in them. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you would... It, it's I would not be using change shirts to carry other... It's not an incredibly rare sight, I suppose, in a city with as much wealth as Apara. But dealings are normally done in exchanges of, uh, I think, their properties or even marriages for power, things like that. And it's kind of uncommon for a dude to just clomp in here. He's the guy walking in with a briefcase full of hundreds. 40-pound sack of gold. <laughs> this is the kid you heard about in your math problems in school. <laughs> that is a, that is exactly what it is. Yes, this is this is that. So as you approach... As you approach the desk over there, you get the attention of the the agent sitting there. Uh, the members of some direct members of the church, but for this, this is more people that have been hired on to take it as a job and to manage the accounts themselves and entrust the money into Abadar's care. Uh, they're not necessarily all clerics themselves, but the lady nearest the eyes get kind of wide and she uh, shakes her head a bit and pulls it together as you approach the table. Hello. Um, as you can see, we have a little bit of money that we would like to split evenly between the four of us, as well as uh, I would like to deposit a share of this. <laughs> I understandable. It looks quite difficult to, uh, to carry all of that around. Uh, you must not live far from here. Uh, please. My name's Lucio Celio. I uh, well, however I can. It's very nice to meet you. I am Nell Stalwart. And these are my friends, if you would all like to introduce yourselves. And you go around the table and each you, let's say your names in turn. As you put this uh, sack on the table, she pulls out what is actually just exactly Abadar's holy icon, the, the golden scales themselves, but, but much larger uh, places them on the side with a series of weights and says i can certainly sort this for you but you were interested in making an account as well this is uh, simple enough are you residents of apara yes and are you each wanting your own individual accounts uh that is up for discussion actually i'm fine opening my own but what do you all think a joint account is not a bad idea we do seem to have further business together coming up. I'd not be opposed to there being a pool between us. And of course, we can always open our own personal accounts on the side as well. And it is very common, of course, for either business partners or mercenary bands or just groups of errant adventures to open an account such as these together just for ease of all sorts of matters as long as you can just deal with the coinage issues amongst yourselves uh, it makes it much more flexible to work across the group should you all need access to a shared pool but of course i also understand if you would each want your own safe stash that others couldn't access uh we can work either way What do you all think? 
Uh, I, I am not particularly drawn to money, and I have no need to hoard it. So we can have a group account. It's fine with me. Well, I know where y'all live, so I guess we could do the group account. <laughs> <laughs> and I, right, so... I assume no one here is explicitly planning on backing out of our future plans. Trying to be vague about that. <laughs> and of, of course, any money that all of you have in your shared accounts can easily be expended on our healing and clerical services. She says she just kind of looks across the variously stabbed <laughs> members of your party here and Baylor trying not to cough up most of his organs. Uh, that, should you that... need those as well. And uh, of course, those services we are happy to provide to members of our banking program. And That was our second stop. Wanted to get this sorted out first. Of course, so we can we can handle this rather quickly if you're in a hurry to reach the proper clerics. So uh, this pile here, and as she's been talking, she's been putting various coins on this scale with a bunch of different weights and different stacks, and just trying to divide up into uh, even things here and get an assessment of how how much it is. Uh, this appears to be. 1500 gold here up front. Or are, are we doing all of the money that I'm carrying, or just what was in that sack? Well, that was a sack of 2000 that Nori took 500 out of, so it's 1500 gold. Okay, because I'm talking about all of the money that I yeah, looted. He, he has other stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to put all that in there, so how much do you have that you're putting in? Everything or what I looted? How much going in the Abadar account? Okay, so just to start with the money looted 1217 silver and 1703 gold in addition to the 1500 that's before the right. 1500 that yeah, includes that, yeah, the in 1500 I, I didn't say, have a like, lot I don't of gold. Think you, I was going to say, I don't think you had that much before the 1500 no. we, we found a massive box of silver that's right. With a little bit of gold, and then there was the gold from the bodies, but there wasn't a whole lot of just laying around gold to find. There was a ton of silver, though. Alrighty, so I got you for 1,824 gold and 7 silver. Mm -hmm. Anybody else pitching in here? Oh, and that's just the gold in. He'll throw 200 more, so we're at a 2,024 gold and 7 silver. Anything else going in this account? Okay, so it goes copper, silver, gold, and then what is the last one? Platinum. last one is platinum, and platinum is 10 gold, but uh, for purposes of keeping track of things, I we you actually literally mostly have gold on you, but if you have some platinum, a platinum is 10 gold. And uh, in the so account, if I have everything is going to be... Platinum? That's 850 gold. Okay, and I just keep that on me? If you want to. If you keep that on you, you can put it in here. That's what I'm asking. Buy some ammo for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I might keep it on me so that I can go buy some other stuff. Because I need a lot of stuff. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm actually keeping uh, a little bit on myself as well. My personal money, that is. Same. Never know when you need to buy like a potion or something quickly. Alright, so we good then? We good yep. with a uh, little over 2,000 gold going in? Mm-hmm. 
So you have this pile of assorted gold, uh, an e almost equally large pile of silver, and uh, what might be some scattered copper and platinum around. And she's accounting for it all. And she says, all right. So if this is all counted out correctly, 2,024 gold and uh, seven silver is going to be the total amount here. Now, let me explain to you how our banking services work. Are you familiar much with the church or worship of Abadar? Uh, only to an extent. As much as anyone else would, I, would be, I suppose. Uh, uh, common knowledge outside the nobility is, of course, the, the usual. There was another handful of gold on the party sheet. I'm just adding that to the number. Okay. Because I'm also, I have that over here too. So like, how much is that now? I guess if it's on I'd... your party sheet, if you have a separate thing on your party sheet for gold that is in the bank. We're fine. Yeah, that's, I was, I was going to start tracking that on here. So okay, I've got... I just like, I need to know what is in the bank. All right, fair enough. So she says, I'm far from a cleric myself. I have no magical and divine aptitude and I've, far from been chosen for some higher deific calling, but here in the Cathedral of Coins, we are led by the Holy Word of Abadar, the Order of Numbers, and the Manual of City Building. Two holy texts that guide our principles. The act of any sort of theft, mishandling of money, or even of, the, of, of simple numbers and accounts or any form of embezzlement is anathema to the teachings of Abadar. And all here who watch over this gold in our vaults here on site, and even those sequestered in other planes, would have no cause and certainly no ability to steal any of the coin that you entrust with us here. It's always good to know. Now, most of our coin is not housed on site. For simplicity's sake, we do have some. Uh, we do have the vaults below the cathedral itself where any who have accounts here are free to come in in person and withdraw. But what I recommend, personally, is interdimensional security. Now, I don't know how much most of you know of magic, but surely you're aware that there are other planes abound. The many tiers of the heavens itself one of which is where Abadar and his envoys sit watching down upon us, making sure that we do no wrong, uh, with the trust that the citizens of Opara put in us. What better place than there to store your coin? No one says anything, so uh, she kind of pauses Can't for think a of one. slightly... Slightly uncomfortable and continues. Uh, he says that and she says, of course, of course. So how we are allowed to operate with Abadar's favor and his own watchful eye provides complete and perfect security of your funds. Now you may leave your coins on site here in our vaults. The Cathedral of Coins, make no mistake, is a very secure facility. But it is a facility here on Galarian, in the material plane. And even after the events of a few days past, anything can happen. It's a risk that with us, you don't have to take. A risk you can't avoid with standard money lenders. But 
for a small tithing, your coin can be stored in the heavens itself, accessible through one of our branded bags anywhere on this plane or any other. Well, we have enough money. We could... It would. It might be worth it to get that. And she pulls out a... Uh, a few small coin pouches. Like, really small coin pouches. Like, palm of your hand is small. You can only fit a... Like, a really little pile of coins in these. Each of them stamped with the golden key of Abadar. Uh, engraved upon it in shining filigree. And she puts them down. It says, these bags are portals. And these are complimentary. As long as you keep your accounts with us, should you choose to store your funds and your wealth in the heavens under Abadar's watchful eye, we provide these so they can become accessible. These bags are simple. Uh, if this is what you wish to do, I take them back to our clerics. It will take a day or two for them to be properly enchanted and connected to your own accounts. But should you reach inside, any money that you have at your disposal will be there. And any denominations and coinage that you wish for any currency recognized by the Church of Abadar on this world. Anywhere you go, civilization will fall. Now, better yet, these bags are activated by a command word that uh, upon your return tomorrow I will tell to you. And without its access, they're simple mundane bags. Nobody else can retrieve your wealth from the planes above. Nobody but you. And there's truly no greater security you can find in this world. Now, as I mentioned, this more secure option, this more convenient and safe option does come with a minor tithing to the Church of Abadar itself. Each month, 5% of your holdings still within this bag will be taken as tithe. Well, this is, uh, as Dara says that, and she finishes, she, she turns to you, and this is a sliding scale, of course. It, it depends on how much you've committed, and some of our more well-known, famous, and greater clients and businesses enjoy a better deal with the, the gold-fisted and the master of the first vault. And should you commit more wealth to this account and to the church, Perhaps better tithings could be worked. But for now, we would have a standard account. So we would have to pay around uh, 100 gold. gold a month? Precisely. It is expensive, yes, we understand. But for what we provide and for what the deities above allow us to provide you with, we feel it is more than just. Now, there are more perks to this account. Any spell casting that you seek from any of the churches of Abadar, uh, connected across the inner sea region and even further flung across the surface of Galarian, will come with a priority and a discount. We have many customers, many mercenaries and adventurers, uh, many of the befallen fates, such as uh, whatever unfortunate circumstances has caused these injuries to you. 
that get much more than the tithing and value from our discounted spellcasting services. It does seem like a fair deal from where I'm standing. Yeah. It would be very useful. Any of our magics we work in the church will be 20% discounted if you possess these bags. I vote yes, guys. How about you? That's that's even better than I was expecting, so... Yeah, the bags are a fantastic It idea. is quite a hefty discount. All right. Well, is, is it 5%... Per bag, or will it just be a bag for us? No, this is this is all one account, of course. The five percent will tithe from the account as a whole, not for okay. each of the bags. But I, uh, I do understand the concern. And if any of you have any other questions, please, I would be more than happy to allay your concerns. He said it would take a day or so for the account to be fully set up. Would we have access to that discount while we waited? Well, normally the bags themselves are what are presented to to gain the discount. But uh, I, if you, if you like, oh, uh, we don't have any too much new activity right now. I can walk you back to the healing ward myself and introduce you, and uh, we should be able to. Yes. I feel like that would be appreciated. As you can Since we probably were heading tell, there next. we are in need of a little bit of the clerical services. And she nods. Of course, I understand that we are in a hurry here. So this money, uh, I will call one of the clerics over and have them take it down to the vault proper that will rest there for this day. Uh, if you arrive tomorrow, then the bag should be properly enchanted and connected to your personal accounts and ready for use. If you ever have any further questions or need any of Abadar's holy services, please do not hesitate to return to us. Uh, I or any other at these desks can assist with any concerns you have. Now, and she stands up. I assume that you would like to be able to walk properly and feel this release from pain sooner rather than later, so please, with your new account, priority is one of the benefits, and I can get you to a healer immediately. Thank you. That would be greatly appreciated. And she would turn and lead you back down one of the side wings uh, into what is almost a hall divided into small chapels. Uh, much different from the House of Dawn's Redemption, which was, was very much a hospital. These are almost like larger confessionals, but without a divider, uh, inside which the clerics work their pure magic. Uh, no mundane healing happens here. Simply spellcasting services. And she takes you back, and there are a few various priests and clerics around. And she introduces a lot of you, explains the situation that you're getting an account, but given your current state, you couldn't wait a day for the healing, and sets you up with the cleric. So, any, I believe, up to fifth level spells. No, apart, I think you do like eighth. <laughs> whatever, whatever you it's want, a big really. City. Yeah, like bring back city. from dead type spells? Yeah, that's only fifth. You could definitely wow. do that. I'm pretty sure Apara goes up to eighth. I mean, we couldn't afford that, but if yeah, we could. I mean, no, you could. But uh, <laughs> but no, it is it is definitely Metropolis. It is one of the biggest hearts of civilization in the inner sea region outside of Absalom. So, yeah, you can, whatever spells you guys want, 20% off. So what do you guys want? 
Lesser restoration, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Which is what, first level? Second. Second. So second, they have to be three, so it's 50 normally, so it'd be 40 gold. Right? Doing the math right? Yes. Cash level times spell level times 10. Yep, so it'd be 50 normally, 40 gold, you can get a lesser restoration. So do you want your con or your dex? I would like my con for right now. <laughs> there you go, you get one con back. You want another one? What is remove disease? Is that a third? Think so? Oh, it might even be. Now you're thinking. Remove disease is remove disease is third, so it'd be 150. Uh, Go down one, to 120. 120 with the discount. Yes, if you just want to remove it entirely. Have the chance of removing it entirely. <laughs> that is true. It is a caster level check. And. uh... It would be casting at 5th level unless you want to pay to have it higher. And I don't believe Remove Disease does not... It doesn't, it get, doesn't get rid of the damage. Back. No, it just gets rid of the That's just the... Itself. If you use greater uh, poison something. Yeah, so with the, or whatever. If you want a minimum, 120 is a minimum Remove Disease. And that's right. going to be cast at 5th level. And so it's going to be 1d20 plus 5 and has to be the DC disease. You can have it cast, I would say, here at up to 12th level. But that's going to be expensive. It's not that much more expensive. It's 288. Like, it's a little over double, but you're basically guaranteed it's going to be gone. And you can have it at any level up to 12. So I, I think for like super high level casters and spells, you'd probably have to arrange that in advance. That's not just like they don't just have a twentieth yeah. level cleric hanging out like, oh yeah, sure, what's up here? Like that. <laughs> but I'd say they oh, have you up need to a heal cast on you. Just... Here's heal. Well, yeah, you can just hospitals have surgeons on call, so I mean maybe this place with this business, they got they got. I'm pretty go. sure a twelfth level cleric is way better than a surgeon. <laughs> well, because he casts your bones are fixed instantly. He's literally bringing people back to life. Yeah, he could bring back the dead. <laughs> like, like, like I'm. They could probably call him at his house and have him like teleported here or some shit. Yeah, then you gotta pay for a teleport too. Is what I'm saying. Like that's something you gotta. You gotta off. pay for two teleports. Cause you gotta go home. Yeah. He's dead. You got like two <laughs> weeks got, to do it. You gotta it provide you gotta show up quick. Yeah, I, I think on demand, I would say you can get up to a 12 level caster on demand with your priority service at the Cathedral of Coins. So whatever, you can have the spell. If you want to get a remove disease, you can get a remove disease cast at any caster level, 5 to 12, because 5 is the known, 12 is the highest. It's more expensive because it's 10, it, it will 30, because it's still a remove disease. It's 30 times the caster level is how much it costs, and then 80% of that because you have the discount. And the higher level you pay for, the more likely it is to cure your disease. Because right. with Divine Magic, they will cast it on you. It does not guarantee it's going to work. Because you're paying for the resources. Because spellcasting itself is a resource. Because of components and such? Or they're, the service? Uh, basic material components, and I mean the fact that they're clerics. They can only, they literally can only cast so many spells in a day. 
Right. So, they do, they you can't just like these aren't special clerics that are cooler than player characters that can cast remove disease infinity times. So, they do wait, have wait. a limit on spells. What I know about how difficult it is going to be to get rid of this disease hmm. with any sort of roll. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to think. Make heal see. would let you know how intense it is. I I would say make me a heal check to try and figure out like how bad your thing really is, or a knowledge nature to try to understand like see how much you know about filth fever. Well, one of those is significantly better than the other. Knowledge 18 nature. knowledge nature. <laughs> 18 on knowledge nature. You would know that filth fever itself, while very much deadly and an incredibly dangerous disease, is one that really only affects peasants and commoners for a reason, and that it's not that powerful. Or and old wizards. Or old wizards. And, and even a, a minimum, like, base level remove disease would be significantly more likely than not to cure you. Uh, that said, it's far from guaranteed. It's just a lot more likely than not. So it's up to you how hard you want to go. So what do you guys... Does anyone but Baylor considering a move disease? I just want to heal. Would I know if I had beaten the disease? Because, I mean, I don't have any more stat damage, but, like, does it still in me? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, I You'll would be You'll know when you're over it. You're not over it. <laughs> I would be interested in remove disease at the, the standard five. Standard five? You know, Caster the... level five. Caster oh, level five. Caster level five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, if you want to spend 120 gold... Then I will roll you the remove disease check. Okay? Alright, I'm gonna uh, take the 120 off my sheet. Alright. And magical black die. Hard 20! Why did it roll twice? No. Oh. Roll twice is some weird lag stuff right now, but that's okay. Hey, uh, got me a hard 20. That's a hell yeah, of a Yeah, I got a hard 20. I rolled the solid black die instead of the die you can see things on. I rolled the mystery box. But yeah, hard 20. Uh, for your 120 gold, you are cured. Inori no longer has Hell yeah. Gold. Guys, I'd highly recommend this. You should also get... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, I feel fantastic. Because, yeah, it is it is immediate. You would instantly feel in prime condition. I mean, you're still injured, but, like, you would immediately feel it wash out of your body in, like, a second. Which has got to feel absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. I get, like, a caster level 7. <laughs> well, we can do that. Caster level 7 is going to be 168 gold. I already did the math. I got it. All right, cool. So let me get you one caster level seven. Remove Hard disease. One. And gets a total of a 17. You are cured as well. Uh, you still feel the fatigue and the wear of the disease, but you can, like your more mundane symptoms, the sore throat, the stuff nose all disappear in an instant. You're just left tired and old. But you're sure that disease will trouble you no longer. You are cured. 
No. I just want a cure moderate. Cure moderate wounds, you say that's gonna be 50 gold. Good sir. If you want the minimum level cure moderate wounds. It's 50. 40 with the discount. 40 with the discount, right. 40 with the discount and you get 10 health back. Plenty good for me. It's all I need. Anybody else want any healing over here? Uh, I can also do a uh, moderate. So a moderate is 40 gold. You can also get a... I don't know how much you're missing. You can also get a lesser for eight. <laughs> is that right? I mean, yeah. It sounds right if it's yeah, minimum so level. Yeah. yeah, it's 1d8 plus one, and it's literally eight gold to get 1d8 plus one health back. Or you can get 2d8 plus three for a 40. Um... Well, I'm only at 13 health. But the so dude is won't. the dude is not going to stand here and cast Kirillite Wounds on you 15 times. So. <laughs> he doesn't have 15 of them if he's level one. Yeah, I was like, well, they're casting it. Caster level one takes less magic. Gotcha. So uh, no. you want the you want the moderate too? Yeah. All right. So take 40 gold off your sheet or four platinum. I don't okay. know if you put all your platinum away. Uh, four platinum. Okay. Did you put the platinum in the party pile? No, you didn't. No. You were just saying you had it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So four platinum, and you are healed for seven. Okay. These are some no, really three. bad. I mean, two, would you rather have the bad rolls on the heels or the removed disease? Definitely the heels. I know what I'd rather have. I don't know how those two feel. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the tin was plenty for me. He will give you one more moderate if you want it, but then you're going to have to buy a higher grade heal if you want any more. Uh, I'll do another tomorrow. moderate. Okay, 40 more, or 4 more platinum. And you are healed fucking for 8. Wow, this is a bad time. <laughs> These are some bad cure moderate wounds. Oh, man. They, they like blew it all on the removed. Yeah, they, they brew it all on the removed disease. These are the 20% off heals. They're not as good as if yeah. you pay full price for them. <laughs> you get what 20 you pay for. 20% less healing. As they say, 20% less cost, 20% less healing. I thought Abadar couldn't rip you off. This is bullshit. <laughs> Fair price for fair healing. So you get 15 health back. If you want any more heals... Oh, 15 health? 15 oh, yeah. between the two. Okay, yeah, seven like, and then okay, eight, yeah. Uh, if you want any more healing, you're going to have to buy... Either wait until tomorrow, or buy a higher tier heal. Or he will touch you up next with the light, tier cost? Next tier would be... 150. So 120 after the discount. 120 for 3d8 plus 5. Well, I have 28 out of 30, uh, 32 health, so... Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you don't I'm need fine. to go. Yeah, that. one night's sleep, you'll be done. Yeah, because you were healed four every night anyway, passively. Yeah. Alright, does anybody else like any of the Abadarian Chapel's healing services? I wouldn't mind a light or two. You, you can have up to two before you have to buy a higher one. Yeah, two lights would be good. Alright, that'll be 16 gold, good sir. And you get... Nine health. <laughs> Truly a meme this day. I'll say they'll give you two of each cure before they won't give you any more of that same one, so you can't just buy 50 cure light wounds. Because that would just be so that. efficient. Yeah, that would be ridiculously efficient. All right. You good? We good? We good on yes, healing? Sir. We good on magical restoration? Uh, only Nell 
is left with his filth fever, but he feels mostly okay. He doesn't have any stat damage. You guys are mostly healed up. And uh, with that, you turn to go. Wave goodbye to Lucia on the way out. And she reminds you to come back tomorrow and get your bags. And you head back onto town. And On to the silent horse. Continue our adventures here. I think this would be a good time to pause and take break numero uno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess break numero only-o for the, the Pathfinder, because now that we're actually getting to play four-hour sessions, because Monday means we can start on time, means we actually have to take our breaks in the middle, or we're going to be sitting here for four hours straight. So, so all right, we all back? Yeah. All right, so the four of you head out of the Cathedral of Coins now with your accounts in order, not carrying 40 pounds of gold coins, and just still assuming you're hauling around all your sword swords and chain shirts. That is the next goal. That is the next goal. So, what's up, party? Where are we going? We need to want to check in at the Silent Horse first. Well, the Lord of the Rings is right beside the Silent Horse. Lord of the Rings is a jewelry store. I don't think they want to buy your chain shirts, man. This is unfortunately true, but I do have a couple things that I could deal with with, uh, them with, actually. There are a couple of blacksmiths in town. Uh, If you're just looking to offload things, the two you would know of off the top of your head is one that is further up on the not the greatest side of town, side of town, up in Crownsgate, not far from the White Raven, really. And there is, there's not like, there's not exactly a high-end blacksmith that you've ever been interested in. I feel like those two terms might be mutually exclusive. Uh, But there is one that is a bit better off. uh, Not far from this whole cluster of shops here, down in the general Grand Bridge district near Eastport. That's closer. Yeah, I mean, we're heading that way anyhow, so we might as well stop there. It's almost on the way. So you know of a place that you may or may not have been to before, but at least you have heard of it, called Slash and Smash, which, with Taldor being Taldor and Apara being Apara, and being such a centralized area, just so many mercenaries and various starry-eyed adventurers passing through. They opened a blacksmith specifically for weapons and armor. And the guys over at Slash and Smash actually do nothing else. And that's not exactly common. I mean, the vast majority of a blacksmith's income is usually like plates and tools and stuff Horses. like that. Horseshoes. Yeah, they double as farriers, I guess. But Slash and Smash is just, hey, you want to go kill goblins? We got swords. And You're since you're trying to sell more. a huge bucket of swords and, and also chain shirts, probably not a bad place to go. So, we getting there first? Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys we're take also a journey. in need of darts. You guys take a journey down near Eastport to Slash and Smash. And, uh, as would possibly be expected from a store servicing nothing but mercenaries and adventurers. It's not super busy. And at the moment, it appears that there is only a single man operating the store right now. Uh, currently working on polishing out uh, the blade of a longsword with engravings of some kind of strange runes running all the way up and down its blade. He's a pretty big dude. A fairly hulking olfin. 
And uh, as you enter, with your arms full of chain shirts bundled around the short swords, uh, the man raises a hand and uh, throws his polishing rag down the counter and comes out from behind the, uh, the counter. He's like, ah, greetings! Welcome to Slash and Smash! Let me let me give you a hand with that! And comes up around to uh, just grab some of this huge pile of crap so you have to try and haul it in yourself. Absolutely. And he, and he, uh, he helps and grabs a bunch of it, and this dude, like, dwarfs you. This is a huge olfin, dude. He's probably actually seven feet tall. And he dumps all the crap on the counter in a pile and uh, looks over it all, just takes a quick glance, and it turns back around sticks the hand out to you guys. Anglever Skogstad! What can I do for you? Looking to sell? Trade? A little bit of both, actually. Oh, fantastic! Well, you can free to shop my wares here. It'll take me a minute to figure out what all this here is worth. But anything in particular in the market for? Uh, I'm, uh, greetings. I'm looking for bolts. Not crossbow bolts. We can do crossbow bolts. We got all kinds of crossbow bolts. Uh, you just want your basic. You want a sort of magical enhancement. You want the finest. What are you after? I'm looking for as many as I can get for a good deal. Simple enough. We got them by the bucket, my man. Hold on. Let me assess what this all here is going to be worth. Figure out what we got for a trade. Anything else you guys are looking for? We got crossbow bolts. Hey, you got a, a fine breastplate there, sir. And he uh, claps now on the shoulder. Like, spectacular makes. that enchanted. Indeed it is. Oh, where'd you find such a thing? Where did I find it, actually? S speaking out of character, where yeah, I... exactly was it? Because I don't remember. Breastplate? I'm pretty sure you got it from somewhere in the sub-levels. Yep. Didn't we borrow it from the library? Yep. Yes, you, that was it is. You borrowed it from the library. That's exactly what it was. Like, everything you currently have, you got from somewhere in the set of sub-levels. Uh, I'll just tell him that we got it on one of our previous excursions. It was given to us by a... He was an Archon, right? He was an inevitable, uh, was which an inevitable. this guy probably has never heard of. I'll, I mean, I don't know what that is either. Exactly. So I'll just say okay, it was like, given to us by an inevitable. I, I'm not sure what he is, but he gave it to us. Fair enough. And you you tell him that, and he, he just kind of nods. No, no awareness whatsoever <laughs> on his face, but uh, but kind of looks and nods a bit. That sounds like a great trophy you got. Pulling back from previous adventures. Always good to keep something that not only keeps you safe, but reminds you of the times and successes you've had so far. Now, looking over this group here, let me, let me interject. I've got some ideas. You got a lot of chain shirts in here. Y'all look fairly well off, but looks like you took some hits in your recent battles, right? You want to be wanting after something heavier. Now, I don't do enchanting myself. I, I don't understand magic. I, I leave that to the, the the wizards and the scholarly types. But I do have... And he turns around to a, like a wooden stand with a chain draped over it. Leather reinforced chain mail. It's just gleaming. Because I got this in recently. Enchanted chain mail. Now, this, let me tell you, is a little more than your regular little bit of protection. You... And he, uh, points to Dara. You, uh, what was your name? Ah, oh, Dara. Sorry, I was distracted by the chain. Uh, he sticks out. Dara, Engelvar, come here. Uh, try this out real quick. 
Are you sure that this I... is? I can only carry light chainmail. Ah, oh, it's a workout. It feels heavy at first, but you get used to these things. You'll, you'll get used to the weight. You'll be faster with it. You'll be faster without it. But come on, come on, try this on. Well, it has to be light. I cannot carry heavy armor. And he, I am a he picks it. He picks it up off of the stand it has there, and uh, very kind of gently holds it. And he's like, "All right, all right, feel this in your hands and tell me what you think." Okay, so I reach over and pick it up. And you, you, you take it from, and it is, it is certainly light. Like the uh, the leather reinforcing on the inside, when you're just glancing at it, looks like it is thicker than it is. But it's actually just like a very thin, uh, molded padding. And the the whole thing itself doesn't weigh any more than the chain shirt you currently have on. This is light. Oh, okay. Uh, how much do you want for this, and how good is it at protecting? That's what I'm going to show you right here. All right, are you guys doing any sort of uh, adventuring business today? You got any plans of going out anywhere? Not today. All right, well, you didn't tell him about the goblin. We got to go kill the goblin guy, remember? Well, let me show you this, just because you're bringing in so much trade. I can't do this for everyone. I can I literally only do it once a day. It takes a while for the magic. Uh, what was the word they used? I don't know. They can only do this so often, once uh, once every 24 hours or so. But if you put on this here chain shirt, I'm going to teach you a word. It's going to be very interesting to you. Okay. So, so you, uh, I mean, you, you have clothes under your chain mail, so you're not, like, stripping anything here. You're taking your chain shirt off and putting that one on. You just take off your armor if you want to put this one on. Okay. So I take off my armor and put on the other armor. So you, you put this one on. You can feel immediately that it just feels better. Uh, what you're wearing right now, well, not bad. It, it's just a chain shirt. It's not particularly well made or anything. I'm pretty sure you also found it this at some levels. And it's like <laughs> 700 years old. This feels even lighter than it is on your person. Like it just seems to fit to you better. It moves with you. It inhibits you less. And he's uh, he comes up. He looks it over a bit as you got it on. Make sure everything's up in the right place. He's like, all right, so you're an archer. You got a, you got a crossbow. You want the bullets. You like staying in the back. You like keeping your distance, right? What's the biggest problem for you? You don't got to deal with goblins and orcs and trolls running at you. You're 300 feet away. You got to deal with other archers. People returning fire. You gotta deal with wizards and whatnot. With shooting their rays of fire out at you. And he leans in and just kind of whispers a command word in your ear. He says, doesn't work when I say it. You have it on. Say it. Okay, I say the command word. And uh, as you say it, mist starts to exude out of the chainmail itself. And it kind of wraps around your body and obscures your form. You can still see out of it perfectly fine, but it's almost just like a ball of mist with Dara in it somewhere moving around. And he just laughs. Ha <laughs> ha! Let him try it. You like that? They can't even see where you're standing. 2,500. You know what? For you, 2,250 gold right now. I'll give it to you. But what if I would are, am also looking for bolts? Uh, maybe I can do a package deal. 
Oh, bolts are cheap. We can have bolts on easy. You got all this other stuff to trade in. You ain't paying, I don't know, looks like half of that when it comes around easy. It's a no-brainer. Free cover. Are you sure we cannot make some kind of uh, deal for all of it? Well, let me add up what you guys got here. Feel free to look around. Browse a bit. Uh, you, now you got that uh, that big old medi metal shield on your back. You got to listen to your archer here. Listen to your support. You don't want to be weighed down. You need something lighter than that. I got some shields over there in the corner. Sturdy wood. I know what you're thinking. You could punch right through a board. Magically reinforced. That'll keep you safe. Keep you more nimble in combat. Give you an easier time. The rest of you, you can find something. Slash and smash. We got weapons. We got armor. We got the equipment for everybody. Give me a few minutes. And he heads over towards the pile of the armor and short swords and whatnot. This this very I am keeping one of those chain shirts. Like I said earlier. Okay. So what all are you giving him? Six chain shirts masterwork. Six short swords masterwork. The enchanted sickle from Smiles. Which the the masterwork stuff comes to thirteen fifty when added up and halved. I already okay, did that. That's not, okay, that's what I was gonna try and add up. I was like, please tell me you already know how much this stuff sells for. Nobody yeah. do that. Thirteen fifty, okay. and I counted the one chain shirt that I took off. I already factored in the masterwork and everything. Okay. Uh, I have the sickle, which is plus one. Okay. And I believe I had something else on my character sheet. Let me look. So thirteen fifty is all the short swords and the chain shirts, right? Yes. And the sickle is 1,000 plus whatever your fucking sickle is worth. Like Six. four gold. 1,003 gold for the sickle. Okay. Uh, I don't have my other sword with me, so I can't get rid of that. So you have so. a total right now of 2,353 gold worth of stuff that you are gonna sell to this guy so you'd sell more than the price of this magic mist chainmail that he's uh showing the dara which you'd still have on unless you take the time to take it off and put your own armor back on while you're doing that so that's how much you guys are getting you're getting 23.53 and he adds all that up and uh makes the offer i mean he'll give you market price for it. he'll give you 23.53 for the pile of stuff that you're trading in if you want to get crossbow bolts one gold a piece. It's, it's one gold for ten, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah, it's the one weapon gold sheet said one gold for ten. Oh yeah, ten, ten, ten. I was like, there's no way a crossbow bolt is a fucking gold. That would get expensive fast. An acid bolt. That okay. Acid bolts are, are one for forty. So a uh, crossbow bolt is one gold for ten. It's one pound for every ten bolts that you want to buy. There are other kinds you can get. Like he said, there is an acid bolt. But uh, acid bolts are regular bolts. But they do an extra 1d4 acid damage on hit. Those are 40 gold per bolt. Okay, and then are those the only two types of bolts? Drow, uh, poison, those, and fire. Yeah, there's fire bolts. It's the same concept of fire. Special ammo is not a bad idea. I'm double checking. I believe you can masterwork bolts. But it doesn't stack with a weapon being masterwork. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, because I know it's always weird. 
No, you can you carry can... the higher enhancement bonus from either the weapon or the ammo. Exactly. So, okay, so yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. So you can either get bolts that do extra fire, extra acid damage, 40 gold per bolt, or you can get just buckets of bolt by the tens for one gold per ten bolts. Um... So if I were to get uh, 20 regular bolts and then a couple of the more expensive bolts and tie them all into one, could you make me a deal? So you want... He kind of looks at you. Just tell you what! You pick up that misfail armor and you buy whatever these uh, acidic or fire bolts you want. I'll throw you in 40 standard bolts for free. Uh, can I carry 40 standard bolts? That's four pounds, but yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was the, like, the limit. Okay. Yeah, you um. can see uh, under your gear you have total weight, 28.8. You offloaded a lot of your money, so you're carrying way less weight now. It's not initial. You're on the right tab. Oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a total weight. You armor? can carry 10 more pounds of stuff. Okay. What armor is Dara currently wearing? A regular chain shirt. I could have swore we at least upgraded that. I know I upgraded to Master. I thought we all did. Dara has a regular... He might not have because I didn't look at it because Joe hasn't been here for two sessions. True. But he is wearing a regular chain shirt right now. But if he's going to buy this fancy chain shirt, it doesn't matter. So... Yeah, it doesn't matter. But that is another 75 gold that we have to work with. What is it? Uh, like a regular chain one. shirt. Oh, that is true. Yeah, you can sell sell your chain shirt and you get another 75. Oh, okay. That's um, if you want to get the new one. The new one's it's, uh, 2250 It's pretty expensive. Yeah. So what was the deal again? Sorry. At this point, you are... If you haven't taken that armor off, you are still enshrouded in mist. And if you try to take it off, Engelver... What was his fucking name? Engelver Hopperdink. Engelver... Engelver uh, Skogstad, sir. Engelver will literally, like, stop you and be like, No, 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 leave it on. Look how long this lasts. How powerful this enchantment is, it's still on at this point. After he's added all this up and you guys are discussing, you are still a mist ball that the party is kind of awkwardly having to stand away from so they don't get bundled up in the mist. Well, Nori thinks it's hilarious. She's definitely laughing at this. <laughs> and as you're discussing this, finally, three full minutes later, the mist would begin to fade. Okay. So, if I traded in my old chain shirt and got the 40 extra bolts, uh, how many bol uh, how many of the fancy bolts would I be getting? Well, let's see. If I trade this whole pot, you can, you can get damn near a dozen of them. So, let me see here. You got 75 for your old shirt, and then we got 22.50 for this. Mm, I'll give you five. For a total of... Trade them just straight across. I'll give you a 40... I'll give you that. Mist Veil Armor. I'll give you a 40 regular bolts. I'll give you a five-year choice of acid or fire bolts. And I'll take this pile you got here and your old chainmail. Alright, that sounds like an okay deal to me. And he uh, looks around the rest of the party. to say, uh... Just all, all his stuff he's been getting here. There's a, there's a group effort you guys need to discuss, and we, we good to make a deal. I mean, I'm fine with just a straight upgrade to current party. Ah, fantastic! Excellent trade, then. You got some fine work here. Uh, did you give him Wazoka's chainmail, by the way? 
I was not the one in possession of that. I was gonna say because like I don't feel like that's included in here, seeing as that's plus one, so it's probably <laughs> no, that's that value by itself. Manchon. Oh yeah, Manchon still has before. that in the concealed pocket. Fair enough. Uh, you trade him all the uh, the masterwork, mundane stuff. Trade Dara's old train shirt. Dara, you get. Of course, you're the one who has to get this. I will just link it to you in Discord if you want to see rules on exactly how it works. You get <laughs> this. For now, it is a plus one chain shirt. And so the armor check bonus goes down by one, right? Uh, yes. Going for normal. Does the max dex change at all when you enchant it? I think only Mithril makes the max yeah, dex change. Yeah, I think Mithril makes the max dex go up. So your armor goes up by one. Your armor check penalty goes down by one. And once per day, and you can't today because it's already been used. But once per day, you can use that command word to have that armor enshroud you in mist. And then you are hard to hit. So is it just a Masterwork chain shirt with an effect on it? No, it's mad. It's plus one chain shirt. It's not Masterwork. Oh, so it's better. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a plus one chain shirt and also that effect. And while you were here, Baylor, did you want to sell Wasilka's chain shirt? We can sell it, yeah. Because you can get 550 gold for that one, too. Are you strangely attached to it? No, I said we can sell it. Oh. Okay. So, do you want to trade that? Does anyone else want anything here, or do you just want to try and sell that? Because they'll give you just the market 550 for it. I mean, what would I buy here? Fair. <laughs> Wizard. So, <laughs> I, I guess nothing. So, you get 550 gold. A good point, and well made. And uh, is that it for our adventures here at the Blacksmith? I believe it is. So am I getting uh, acid bolts or fire bolts? What do you guys think? Uh, it's your choice. Up to you. You get five bolts of your choice. You can have a mix if you want. Uh, what do you guys think? I do not know much about what kind of things we've been running into. I will tell you from a Pathfinder perspective. Okay, well, there's two things weighing on this. From a Pathfinder perspective, acid is usually better than fire because loads of crap is resistant to fire. Not that much crap is resistant to acid. But it depends on what you're going after. If it's people, it doesn't matter because they're not resistant to either. Uh, the other thing, Tara has not had the greatest experience with acid in his life so far. No, seeing it's true. Seeing as that the Dagia finally got half of his face burnt off by an acid bolt. So... Whether he wants acid for strange sense of vengeance or not acid because he doesn't want to fucks with that anymore, that's this up to a, you to decide. This is a Batman type situation. I'm going to use this kind of weakness to my advantage. And I know how effective acid is, so I will use it against others. So he's going to rise above the fear of the acid exactly. and use them. I don't let fear cripple me. I like it. I like it a lot. What? A champ. Alright, so you got five acid bolts. So you have five bolts that'll do an extra d4 acid damage on top of the regular shot. Alright. So you guys have the blacksmith. And as you go, Engelver, 
loud as ever. Thanks for your business. Anything else you guys need? Any weapons, armor, repairs, shields? You come on back here. I got you covered. Most secure equipment in Opara. In all of Taldor. I guarantee you that. You guys kind of just head out, not saying anything back mm -hmm. to <laughs> On your way. That was an adventure. And, uh, where do you guys want to go now? Now is the time for the Silent Horse? I would like to go to the Silent Horse. Yes, Sounds now like that I'm no longer carrying 300 pounds of stuff. But we need to buy potions! There's... Well, Silent Horse is right here. And it's on the way to the Golden Olympic, unless you want Potion Masters again. And you guys head into no. the Silent Horse. And this is a pretty large establishment. Like Martella had described, it's quite busy. Uh, there are a large number of people filtering in and out, and the attached cafe you have to walk through in the front is packed uh, with various merchants and people that look like lesser nobles. Most of them look like they aren't either from Taldor or they're at the very least sailors that have been gone for some time because it is far from the paler complexion that most Taldans, especially nobles, have. There's a lot of Kadirians, there's a lot of uh, Rahadumi and Osirians, a lot of Absalonians. A bunch of people from all the surrounding trade areas coming through, making their stay here. It's a good, high-end lodging, as she promised. And you uh, make your way through the attached cafe where everyone at the this still fairly early hour in the morning is just dining on light breakfast and drinks, discussing various business deals, and head inside to the main counter. Where the man waiting there, who is fairly impeccably dressed, greets you and asks if you would like a room or a seat in the cafe. Uh, do you guys know where we were uh, supposed to meet her? Should have gotten a message ahead of time from a Martella Lothied. Oh, yes, of course. The four of you will follow me upstairs. Your accommodations have already been arranged and paid for. Thank you. He heads out from behind the desk and leads you guys upstairs into a pair of suites, which are fairly large and fairly well furnished, with two overstuffed mattresses and a, a few chairs arranged around a sitting area each. Uh, the two rooms themselves connected by a separate door that can be locked from either side. And, uh, as he leads you in, he bows and says, if the sirs and madame need anything, please do not hesitate to ask. I hope you enjoy your stay here at the Silent Horse. And backs away down the hall, without really giving you a chance to ask him anything. Inside, on each of the beds, is a bright red felt pouch. Unmarked, but tied with a golden thread. Well, I'll uh, walk over to it and open it up. Inside you not... is 50 platinum. Oh. Very nice. So each of you have your payment you've been promised for Martella here waiting on the bed of the Silent Horse for you. So go ahead and either slap him into the bank account or onto your character sheets. Up to you. Oh, uh, Brent, we don't you have, have access the bags to... yet. Oh, yeah, you do. I guess you don't have the bags yet. That wouldn't be until tomorrow. So, yeah, put the wrong on your character sheet for right now. Alright, so plus 50? Yep, plus 50 platinum. 
Okay. Plus 50 PP. PP. And then you've got a nice respite here. Uh, the halls are fairly busy, but politely quiet. There's no one is in here just like running up and down the halls. There's few children uh, accompanying the merchants and traveling sailors that would make their stay here in a silent horse. It's safe, secure, and most importantly, very public. The Brotherhood of Silence would have difficulty tracking you here, and even if they did, much more difficulty trying to do anything to you inside of its walls. Now. Flop down on one of the beds. <laughs> well, our flops. <laughs> well, what do the rest of you guys want to do? Because you've got just like a day of downtime here. And uh, I don't... It's up to you guys, but in the, uh, in the interest of making progress, I don't necessarily need to roleplay a whole bunch of conversations with people selling you potions because we've already kind of introduced Potion Masters and Golden Alembic on the opposite ends of that. Uh, if there's anything you guys want to buy that is basic... That is like less than 2,000 gold, which is probably everything you guys want right now. Or even like 2,000, like plus one weapons or something, and you have the money. Feel free to just remove your money and put that on your sheet, and we will assume that is a day spent out in the market buying these things. So, uh, what all do you guys need to buy, or what do you want to do? I know Inori wanted to get some potions. Yes, I, I would also like potions. Thing. That place that uh, that sold the good ones, the Golden, Golden Olympic. Yeah, yeah, they had the plus one fort save to their light one, light mm -hmm. potions. Over the um, that one, yep. They have medium potions as well, right? The next they level. Absolutely up. would. And one of those run. I will tell you in like one second. A second level cleric potion is from. Golden Alembic. 345 gold. They had like a 20% knockup or something, didn't they? Yeah, it's, uh, their medium potions are going to be 345 gold apiece. 2d8 plus 3. Christ. Plus 1 to fortitude saves. Okay. Well, a normal one is 50, right? <laughs> light ones are 50. A, a light one, yeah, it's, it's a huge difference going up a tier in cures. Uh, cure light wounds potion is what was it 60 gold from them it's 50 normally theirs are 60. think so i mean would i know better with the cloak of resistance and the the golden olympics potions would you like, know that they would not stack yeah um because if not i'm just gonna go get golden Olympic. i potions don't think again. you would no unless you like asked valor I'm not going to ask, and it's just, I assume that it's good for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't know, I don't believe, you don't know anything about magic, you wouldn't know if those would stack together because they're both resistance bonuses, because I don't know if that's a thing that you can know in character. That's a weird one. But, uh, no, I wouldn't say you would know that. You're not super familiar with cloaks of resistance or alchemy or anything of this this type. But yeah, 60 gold or 6 platinum for each cure layman's potion you want to get from the Golden Olympic. And while I'm there, can I actually trade in a couple potions? Uh, absolutely. Two potions of gaseous form. And uh, they will definitely still sell at market value. 
They'll buy them at normal, and gaseous form is a third level spell. It's something surprisingly high. Yeah, it's third. So, those would sell for 375 gold apiece. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're pretty pricey. <laughs> How about hide from animals potion that I have? Hide from animals That's a level one spell. Yeah, that's going to sell for like 25 gold. I'll just keep it then. Yeah, it sells for 25 gold. That's a little, that's a little dingus spell. Which is, it's interesting what it does for a level one spell because it is complete, impenetrable invisibility to animals. It is amazing if it does anything. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy <laughs> situational, but it's ridiculous how powerful it is for a level one spell. But I guess just because it is so situational. But you buy those potions. Is there anything else you want to do with this day? Bellor is spending the day in bed because he feels like crap and still doesn't believe half the stuff he did, he did last night. Bellor <laughs> is not going anywhere. Uh, Nell, Lenore, Dara head down to go to Olympic, pick up some potions, and then I imagine you guys head back to the Silent Horse. Yeah. While you're and... out around town, uh, just among the crowds in Opara, shopping and exploring, you start to hear some things. Uh, it's only been a couple of days since the Exaltation Massacre. So, being such a tumultuous event, this is still the word on everyone's lips. It's still the talk of the town, and rumors are still flying all around the place. But you're starting to hear proper accounts now. Uh, you're hearing the same things from different people. You're hearing the same numbers and the same reports. The story is starting to solidify. 78 members of the Tallinn National Senate dead. And another 102 aides, family members, defenders, staff, and Grand Prince Stavian III himself all lost their lives in the Exaltation Massacre. According to the reports, the attackers were an assortment of mercenaries and killers from outside the country. From Andorin, from Cheliax, from Galt. Though there is still no solid consensus on who hired them or why. So is it a fair assumption for us to doubt that, seeing as we were there? I doubt the fuck out of that. Many people believe that this was a coup from Princess Eutropia. In the wake of the law finally turning to her side, and Prince Davian honestly being kind of old and possibly bordering on the senile, many people believe she took advantage of him and staged this whole event as Prince Stavian is dead and Princess Eutropia simply disappeared. A lot of people believe a similar story, but that it was a play for the throne from someone else, someone nearby, uh, another rival political body entirely, one of the high-ranking senators from one of the outlying districts outside of Opara, some claim that either the commander-in-chief 
Pytharius or outside workings from Kadira. Or perhaps even from trading partners in Absalom or Rahadum, who would serve to profit from civil unrest and Taldor responsible. There is no agreement whatsoever. And for now, the central government of the nation is still absolutely in shambles. Mm-hmm. Which but we didn't a... hear any. We didn't hear anything of the possibility that it was Stavian behind it anywhere, right? Stavian's dead, so not really. According to rumor and innuendo, yeah, I wouldn't believe that till I saw a body. I what mean, we is... were there. We saw what happened. What is interesting is with Stavian dead and the princess missing, there is no clear heir to the throne. And in what is already being dubbed the War for the Crown, 11 prominent senators across Taldor have all put their names forward to rule the nation. Each of them is supported by their various regions. Of course, the senators hailing from the far eastern district, like uh, Senator Briar Smith knows his uh, constituents, his people know him, they support his claim. Earl Mercander in the north, and even the gnome, Starborn, hailing from the Verudan Forest as a support of her people behind her for the crown. There's Is it no... bad that I want to support Starborn? <laughs> <laughs> there is no legal precedent for this. There is no clear path forward. And there's no Senate to decide that. And there is no Senate to decide who should lead. Theories rocket throughout the city. Uh, even in your short walk across a few districts of the Golden Olympic and back about who will end up in control. But it seems like most of the people in Opara support either Princess Eutrophia or the Commander-in-Chief Maxilar Pytharius. Indeed, those seem to at least hear, as you can see, that Opara on the map is literally divided in half between the two of them seem to be the primary contenders. But outside the walls of Apara, who knows? So you make your way back to the Silent Horse. Is there anything else that the rest of you want to do today? Not that I can think of. I'm staying in bed. Not that I'm allowed to do. But <laughs> I can't do anything. Yeah, I guess we're right. So the rest of you just kind of take a moment, or take a day to yourselves to relax uh, as best as you can with the future of your entire nation absolutely uncertain. With no idea what's going to happen. It's an uneasy rest. But certainly better than fighting through a bajillion Brotherhood of Steel assassins. So I mean, hey, this is better than the previous day. You all rest. Brotherhood of Steel. Brotherhood of Steel. <sighs> R.I.P. 
Shut up. <laughs> you know what I meant. And you, uh, you spend the rest of the day just taking time to yourself. And you sleep. And you wake up the next morning and now make me a will save. Fort save. My bad. I'm just fucking up everything today. I would much rather do the fort than the, uh... Oh, I'm positive. And with a 19 on your fortitude save, you wake up in the morning feeling okay. You're good. You don't need magic to get over such a flimsy and weak <laughs> disease. You do it when you're a wizard. You do it when your fort save is one plus one. Fair. Speaking of, can I get even... a day of rest yesterday? Yeah, you didn't go anywhere. You can have your day of rest actually. That that seems fair to me. You can certainly have that. Oh, that puts me to max health actually. I mean you don't, but Baylor no, stayed for in bed sleeping all day. over the night. Oh yeah, sleeping for the four. That's good. I was already at twenty eight out of thirty. Okay, so yeah, you're good then. Each of you heals four HP. Each of you gets uh one point each of you being Baylor. Gets one point back in each of your stats. Try to die less as much as possible if you can. And, well, that's another morning. You guys don't really have anything to do, I suppose, other than just kind of. I have a couple things to do. Do you have something you want to go do? Yeah, I got got a couple of items. Uh, Drinking? That too, but I have a couple of. less common items i have the silver portrait of stavian and i still have those artifacts the the 10 pounds of artifacts i need to find a place to sell those because i don't currently have them but i never found a place to get rid of them okay yeah fair enough uh what was the silver you have a value on that 100 gold pieces okay cool i was like don't let me try and figure out where that came no i I definitely wrote that in the habit of telling you (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to get a habit of telling you to put the room name of a room number of a thing on if you don't identify it, so I can at least find it in the book later. Because I was like, yeah. if you don't know what that is, that thing's worth ten gold. Because I have no fucking idea where you got that. But uh, no, anyway, I've I've been appraising pretty much everything we come across. Yeah, I, I know you have been. I was just I was just making sure. Okay, so you you get through. Uh, uh, you want to do that in the morning? Are you gonna head out like immediately as soon as the day starts to go do that? Gonna... Uh, I'll probably ask anyone if they want to sit around, eat breakfast. There's no real rush. So everyone, uh, Baylor gets the moment, the hour to prepare his spells, and so does Inori as they get ready. And you try and get some people out of the cafe to just get some food before you head out. And as the group of you, after your preparations, head downstairs, you are met by one of the employees, one of the servants here at the Silent Horse. And uh, he stops abruptly in front of you, and you're almost kind of confused because you're not expecting, but he's clearly coming straight towards you. And he bows. Because your carriage is ready outside, sirs and lady. Carriage to where, if you happen to... I do did not hire the carriage, but then he, he pulls out a... He reaches his pocket and pulls out a small piece of paper. I have a, a carriage waiting for Lady Lothied. That is your party, correct? Okay, yes. Just... Better safe than sorry. Must check. So we all head downstairs. And everyone gets in this carriage. And it's a it's a pretty pretty nice carriage drawn by two Thren, what's a good looking horse look like? Describe a good horse to me. 
It's probably some kind of draft horse for pulling. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> thing she said. That thing she said. Two of that. <laughs> Big muscle and, horses. Yeah, they're very they're 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 really big and tanky. They can pull a lot of weight. <laughs> Two giant tanky black horses. And I was thinking like sleek dark horses and like a nondescript but well made and fairly fancy uh very fairly fancy carriage. And the driver is waiting at the side as you approach and opens the door for you. And as you step up inside, you once again see a familiar face. Lady Martella is waiting inside the carriage already for you. As you enter, as each you enter and take your seats, there's just enough space for the five of you to fit inside comfortably. She nods. Well, I did promise you answers. You'll have them. You've had a day to yourselves uh, to collect your thoughts and prepare. Have you heard the word about town? The part about Stavium and the political divide? She nods. You were there. You saw, as I did. Uh, truly, I don't know how much, as you were teleported away near the beginning of the events. You didn't see Stavian make his exit or anything. But tell me, the four of you, what do you currently believe? What is your understanding of the events? Stavian was surrounded by a lot of very large very well-armed men. One of these assassins would not have simply just gotten He did not die that day. Nor have I seen any proof that he is dead currently, so that part of the story I know to be false. But more importantly, Stavian's the one that set off the entire thing when he killed the boy. That's what started the whole damn thing, so I, I absolutely believe he is behind all this and he's still alive. I feel it in my soul. Well, and there's clearly more plans than just him killing one boy. As so much else happened, it was not just one moment. Oh, of course. He's At this point, the character started moving. You're going somewhere. He's making a play for the crown, absolutely. He lost the vote fair and square, and he doesn't like it. The vote we... does not unseat him as Grand Prince. It simply states that Eutropia will succeed him once he passes or is no longer fit to rule. We don't even know for sure that that was actually him. A fair thought. If magic We're... was involved in any way, could have been someone else in disguise. Who knows? Many bloodlines in Taldor, and certainly in a part in the Senate, are magical. It's difficult to make any sort of a play on the grand scheme without the backing of at least one powerful wizard. It's a fair thing to be suspicious of, whether or not that was truly Prince Stavian himself. Unfortunately, I do not have the answers for you here, and currently your questions will have to wait until we arrive, but we should be getting there shortly. I trust you found your accommodations well and the money in place? Yes, all of it was very nice. There were more importantly, Martella, what are you, what's your thought on this whole thing? What do you think happened? As I said, I'll explain everything shortly. You'll have to bear with me just a little bit longer. Fair enough. I will be revealed in a few minutes. Well, all that we know. 
which unfortunately is not nearly as much as I'd like it to be. And where is it exactly we're heading? And uh, as you say that, the carriage starts to rumble to a halt, and she motions towards one of the doors. Well, here, apparently. After you. Uh, may Step I interrupt first. and say where is here exactly? And can you assure us this place is safe? I can. This is a townhouse in Erodin's View District. Uh, away from prying eyes and, more importantly, ears. Uh, nobody knows of this holding. So nobody knows to find us here. And, more importantly, again, nobody would know to listen. All right. I'll do my typical thing and step out first, just for safety. And as you step out of the carriage, you, as she said, you are standing before a, a fairly small for the Erodens View district in town townhouse. It's, it's not doesn't take up a whole lot of space, and it looks very plain and nondescript. For what little you know of Martella so far, this is exactly <laughs> exactly what she likes, and more importantly, what is useful. And as you head up towards the door, Martella passes, unlocks it, and leads you all inside into a very small reception area. And as soon as the door opens, you hear claws uh, scampering across a hardwood floor as a, eh, we like knee-high catch dog comes bolting out of the back room, incredibly excited about whoever it is just opened the door here. And, uh, Seeing it's Martella and a bunch of people he doesn't know. He sniffs briefly at Martella before going to turn to jump towards you. And Martella puts a hand down and says, Not now, Taldogus. Now. And he kind of backs up away a little bit and sits on the floor. His tail wagging frantically back and forth as he watches the rest of the party enter. Honorio will take a knee and, and greet him if he'll have it. Uh, he will absolutely have it. This dog will 10 million percent have it. And uh, as you enter, you can see there is a woman inside that none of you recognize. Uh, she appears to be Garundi, but looks almost somewhat Osirian. Uh, you know what? Why don't I just let you describe yourself? That's, that's your cue. <laughs> what? Hello. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you just describe yourself, Mr. Shaw? <laughs> uh, I uh, Kahina is uh, Gurandi, but uh, very much dressed in uh, Osirian garb, very colorful, um, very long black flowing blocks with white streaks uh, streaking through them. Um, she has uh, lots of um, golden and uh red and green decorations and um nail would uh obviously see that she has a holy symbol of shellen as well and it's not difficult so, to identify a worshiper of shellen by their incredibly colorful garb most of the time and this is our, our hot temporary token we have right now because that's pretty much exactly what she actually looks like regardless of what token we end up using that's exactly what we're going for. And, and she does have that huge glaive slung across her back. And as you enter, Martella would motion to her and say, This is Kahina. 
Kahina is one of my agents that I believe I can trust. One of the few I have left. I've brought her and the group of you here to explain what is happening. Now, I have not told her any more than I have told the rest of you. So I'm sure all of you are eagerly awaiting an explanation to hopefully get some out of understanding as to what's going on. Now, if you will please follow me through. And she moves further into the house. And as all of you follow with her, you come into a small library uh, with a cozy fire burning and a fairly strong scent of tea. And Taldogus, very excited still, follows all of you, but now is at least restraining himself enough to not jump on people. Just fall around and be excited. And as he, as all of you get into the room, he hurries across the room to a woman in a green dress, sitting in a chair, waiting for all of you to enter. Now this one, good news, you do recognize. Princess Eutropia. Huh. Well. To the room, and Martella <laughs> goes and takes her position beside her. Until Dogus runs around and is super excited. She waits for all of you to enter. And then she puts her tea down on the table and stands up from her chair and nods briefly. And uh, I would bow, I'm guessing. You would bow and she would put up a hand like, thank you, but no name. My name, as I'm sure you are aware, Princess Eutropia Stavian the First. Firstborn of Stavian the Third, and I thank you for coming. I want to express my gratitude in person for rescuing my old schoolmate, Martella. She is a dear friend, and I am in your debt. You, five, in your various ways, are all bold and resourceful, yet apparently relative unknowns on Taldor's political stage. Those are all incredibly valuable assets, as I'm sure Lady Lothied is impressed upon you. Now, more than ever, I found myself in need of talented allies. My father, Phrasma rest his soul, seems to have been convinced my efforts at social reform were the precursor to usurping his throne. Some dear friends he'd feared he would try to kill me at the exaltation. You may have noticed the lion blades on the scene in response. I had never imagined he could that he had slipped so far. And she kind of trails off for a moment and stops and composes herself. <sighs> Apparently, in his paranoia, my father formally adopted Maxlar Pytherius in a private ceremony to declare the general his heir. Or so Pytherius claims, and he has presented documentation to support his claim. Even it's entirely this, possible they're forged, correct? It's possible, but it would take more time than we have to sort out such a thing. The country needs a ruler. They need leadership now. They don't need a war for the crown, as the people are calling it. And there are even those nobles who believe the vote against primogeniture could not possibly have taken place or was coerced by the same elements that attacked the Senate. Even given that law passing before the events... At the moment, in the eyes of the public, and in the eyes of our government, 
his claim is as legitimate as mine. And truly as legitimate as any other being raised up from the Senate. The Elfin Guard has sealed the palace and refuses admittance to anyone until the question of succession is resolved. Normally this kind of an issue would be resolved by the Senate, but with it decimated and no emperor to approve new members, this situation is wholly unprecedented. I don't truly know if I'm the best candidate for the throne, but I do know that Pytherius isn't. He's a warmonger and a regressive traditionalist. He preaches about waging war on the upstart colonies and bringing them back into the Empire by force. I won't let him march us back into an endless war, and I need allies of uncommon skill to ensure our nation's future. I would be honored to have such noble allies as yourselves in this war for the crown. Well, very much happy to take your side in these matters. Uh, no one wants to see a war-ravaged landscape. Taldor is enjoying one of the longest eras of peace that has ever entered, and I aim to see that held, unless we are presented with very good reason to break it. Asserting our hold back over Cheliax or Kadira makes no sense. They've long since been their own sovereign nations. This is a war we don't need. Now, Martella has assured me that each of you is incredibly capable in their own right. And I need assets I can trust and assets that are unknowns. I'm sure she has promised you answers and I'm sure you very much deserve them. So I will answer any questions that you have to the best of my ability, honestly and forthrightly. I just don't know uh, where we would go from here. Well, you would work as my loyal agents to secure resources and allies, ideally without raising too much of a fuss when it can be avoided. Uh, Martella will direct you towards more specific goals. I have a great deal of work to accomplish myself in the meantime, should you accept. Princess, you already know where my loyalties lie. Pytherius is a snake. He is evil, and I will not stop until he is destroyed. I believe that Pytherius has the best interests of Taldor at heart. I just in no way agree with his methods. You need Quick to know reminder. what it is you stand against, and Pytherius is not an evil man. He is a patriot to his very core, and he will do whatever he believes necessary to secure Taldor's future. Back during the the whole Senate ordeal, we completely ignored him, correct? Or was he one of the people? Yeah. I think Dara tried to talk to him briefly just because he's the commander-in-chief, and so, like, if he has idols, that would probably be one of them, because he is a very committed military veteran. Okay. Uh, he tried to talk to him, and he got the very brief, like, yeah, thank you for your service, I don't know who you are, I'm busy, and there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I don't think anybody else tried to talk to him, though. Okay, just making sure. Well, if he is as much of a patriot as that, and willing to go to such lengths for his country, simply dealing with him directly is not going to be enough to dissuade him, is it? 
Exactly. This is not a situation that can be solved with brute force. Uh, we cannot simply rally an army or shadowy assassins and take Pytherius himself out of the picture. This is a war that must be waged behind the scenes. This will be a battle of politics and subtlety. Although I do have some uh, very strong loyalties to the military, I do not want any more wars. Uh, the times of peace are definitely more important. It is something I will go to the greatest possible lengths to continue. Now, I don't have a lot of information about the events that have taken place so far. I know that a few days ago at the Exaltation Gala, my father reached out to some of his peers in other nations to recruit his special forces. The Lion Guards have found evidence of Andoran, Chelish, and Galton nationality among the dead. The old colonies where my father would still have had loyal friends. That had. The Lion Blades heard rumors of father recruiting foreign agents and feared for my safety, but we vastly underestimated their numbers or his true targets. I am still not entirely clear on what his goals were. Now, I know this is sudden, and I know this is unprecedented, but any information I can give you or concerns you have, let me set your minds at ease to the best of my ability. I am embarrassingly unprepared for this. I hadn't thought I'd be inheriting the throne for a decade or more, so even once this is settled, I'm unclear on what steps will need to be immediately taken. But my own goals for now will be to hold a wounded nation together and begin repairing centuries of empirical neglect. So, unfortunately, any pointed questions as to my own ends, I I truly have to tell you I'm unsure. But is there anything else that you would like to know? I'm sorry, Your Grace, I have to ask. Uh, how exactly did you get out of the Senate Hall? It looked like a dire, dire situation and it wasn't looking good for anybody. We were lucky enough to be teleported out. How did, uh, how did you do it? As I said, We'd had whispers that something may have been happening for weeks, months now. Uh, the Lion Blades were on scene in great number to ensure the safety of the Royal Line, and since my father was supposed to be protected by his Olfen guard, they were left exclusively defending me. With their help and some Pathfinder agents that were on scene, they were able to escort both me and Martella from the fray. And I know it is ill-fitting for a princess, but I am fully capable of holding my own in situations such as that. I have Not no doubt. Untrained in the sword. 
based on the disarray of things, who do you think is most likely to support you over our obvious opponents? The nation seems divided. I've gotten what word I could from across Taldor, and it seems like everything is fragmented beyond reason. I've heard of no less than 11 senators putting their names forward for consideration for the throne uh, with what they claim no legitimate line leading to a blood successor. And with the ending of that senatorial session, I'm not entirely wrong. Who was behind all of this? Who has the best claim? I can't say to either for certain, really. We have a frustratingly small amount of information about the events leading up to this, or any foresight as to where things will go from here. Hmm. believe I have any more questions personally seems mostly like I'll just be going where I'm needed these are not exactly my uh, strong points I agree uh, I do not know enough about the current situation to have too many questions that you would be able to answer we know what we've heard do we know for sure that your father has passed? The reports do seem to be accurate. While I still hold on to some hope that he is similarly hidden away somewhere in Taldor, or perhaps even out of the country, it does seem that he is well and truly gone. Strong evidence has been presented that uh, he did not make it out of the city. Has the crown been presented? It has. Are he you would not give it up willingly. Like the, the real, actual crown? The Primogen crown now rests inside the Imperial Hall, guarded by the Ophan until a successor is named. This may seem like a dumb question, but if you were to walk up to the palace, could they deny you entry? Yes. Even though I am princess, I have no proper ties to the throne at the moment. And with all of these successive claims, the Ulfin owe their loyalty to no blood. I can no more walk into the palace than Maxilar Pytherius or any other senator who wishes to see themselves at the head of the nation. With the loss of my father, I unfortunately have forfeited most of my power. So, I'm sorry again, but you don't really have to sell us, but what makes you feel that you're the in-line successor other than the blood. I mean... <sighs> well, as I said, my primary goal is not 
to seat myself on the throne, though it is something I've prepared for for the better part of my life. My goal is to ensure anyone but Pytherius takes that seat. With the documents Pytherius has about his adoption, his claim is true and sincere. I expect in the coming weeks, most support in the nation will abandon the scattered senators, senators standing up as that is a true claim to the throne. The only thing we have to oppose him is my blood. Then we need to start finding the leftover senators that will still back you and then look for others that could be swayed back to you once their own claims have been uh, rejected. This will be difficult. In addition to his claim, of course, Pytherius is still the commander-in-chief. He commands the Talon Phalanx and the military is fiercely loyal to him. We need the people of Taldor to unite behind a single monarch, not martial law. And I am unsure at the moment of how to proceed in the face of the current circumstances. It seems all but guaranteed that the military will take control of the country for the time being and surely they will back Pytherius's claim. That said, you're not wrong. What senators still live, we should collect. Uh, any political power we can, that's what I will be attempting to do in the coming time. Rallying as much political support as possible since we surely neither can nor want to oppose Pytherius's might. I uh, I do not mean to be rude, but uh, I do remember that uh, when you were much younger, you were very rebellious. Uh, and I wonder if that has led to some of the claims for people to think that you may have been re responsible for this. And she just kind of like stares at you for a second, like mixed shock and like actual rage and doesn't say anything I do not mean to be rude I'm just saying for the rumors going around this may be something we have to address father and I may have grown apart since Carius is passing but he remains my father, and the only true family I have left, had left. He... My father may not have been what was best for Taldor, but he was my father, and for some of us, blood ties are still stronger than political ones. I can assure you I had no part in this. But... Without... Evidence to blame anyone else, I can understand why you may feel that way. I don't know who is behind these events. And I can't give you much more than my word. On the plus side, I do believe you. And I am willing to follow 
and helped you. So, I'll ask each of you. We are aligned with the loyalists. Uh, you know, Maxlar is trying to rally his support behind the imperialist party. I would ask that each of you pledge yourselves not only to the loyalist party, but to myself as the accessor to the Talden throne and the Primogen crown. To help our nation, your nation, recover from these events. And she uh, steps forward and draws her rapier off of her hip. Now, you, Kahina, it was. You know, you are one of Martella's agents already. Do I have your support? And then Kahina would walk over and uh, take a knee in front of the princess. Princess, you have my unwavering support in this matter. I pledge myself hold... to both you and the loyalist. She would hold a rapier out and touch it to your shoulder. Then rise as Dame Abendego. Though I have no official authority to knight anyone at this crossroads, I consider your loyalty very precious and will offer this title and honorary knighting as I can, as a show of respect. Now you, Melogenous. Oh, I'm surprised you knew my full name. I'll typically use it. Martella dug fairly deeply into your background as so she chose to recruit you. Understandable. Trust uh, me, I do not make this choice lightly. Before I make this pledge and everything, I, I do have two points. Uh, political stuff, like I said earlier, it, it's never been my strong point. What exactly does this entail? Fortunately for that, this is vague. You will support me in what ways you can, but trust me, I will do my best to use you to your skills. For the moment, it will be nothing. You will return to your homes. Martella has good news on that front and simply await our call. But to throughout Opara and beyond that even, to the ends of Taldor, I will send you as I need your support and your aid to win over senators or straggling political parties to return control to cities or dukedoms that may waver. I need only your support for now and your word that you will assist when called upon as you can. That actually answered both of my questions. And I will uh, take my knee. She will hold out the sword and tap you on her shoulder as well. And rise! Sir Stalwart at my side. Baylor, I understand that this is not how you saw your life play. <coughs> Martellus tells me you had senatorial aspirations of your own. Mm. Sorry about that. I choked on water. No, you're fine. You had senatorial aspirations of your own that you were hoping to run for office and possibly take your own seat in the Talden Senate. 
And though I'm sure this is not how you saw your road to success, I would hope you understand the value of the support of the princess at your side. The last thing this country needs right now is a war. We're on the verge of one, and if Pytherius has his way, many more will come. Stopping that is enough for me for now. I'll do what I can for you. Then kneel, if you will. I'll step up and kneel. As he taps the rapier on your shoulder and rise as Sir Landless at my side and for the loyalist party. Dara, I understand the conflict of interest. I know you were a force of recruitment here in Apara and that you are loyal to our military as well. I am not asking you to stand against them. The military is not loyal to Pytherius. The military is loyal to Taldor. And while many among their number, including you, I am sure, respect him as a man, he is not fit to be the nation's leader. But I know that I ask more of you than the rest of those assembled here to swear yourself to my side. But I do ask you for the support if you will give me. Well, you put that very well. It is a very large conflict of interest. But I do agree that although I respect him very much, I do not think that he would make a good leader for this country. But if it comes a time when we have to go directly against the military, I do not know whether I can give my full support. Can you... Are you still okay with this? She kind of turns towards Martella, and Martella looks at you. Here's the problem. At, a, at this current time, we need allies we can trust in surely and completely. We are going to be reliant on you as our eyes and our arms across Taldor. We can't trust our intelligence and our secrets to anything other than full support. If you if you wish to walk away, I don't blame you and I'll hold nothing against you. But I'll need you to either swear full fealty to Princess Eutropia now or return to your normal life. Well, as I do consider princess to be the rightful heir then I guess I will swear fealty Martellus kind of shrugs and looks at you Tuffy. she guesses or he guesses <laughs> and uh Eutropia says if you will kneel okay, I will, I will take kneel. this as your support and as you have my word I have yours and she taps right behind your shoulder Rise, Sir Ostom, for the loyalists and for the nation of Taldor and its future. And she turns to Inori. And Lady Inori. I would hope that the value of an Empress's gratitude is plainly obvious, but you will be paid, of course. 
I may be locked out of the treasury, but the Stavian family holdings are considerable. And regardless of the line to the throne, those are soundly in my name. In the meantime, the opportunity for profits will abound. New allies and contacts travel to the far-flung corners of the Empire's favors from who knows how many nobles. The task before us is to sort the birth's legends. And legends, if nothing else, will benefit from warm beds and full purses. It's true. I do enjoy the money. And, uh, it, it's incredibly... It's a great offer. Absolutely. I, I, I love it. Um, it's not just about the money, though. Honestly, my dad was a big fan of yours. He thought you would be the future. And meeting you here now, hearing you talk, uh, I believe he was right. So the money is just a bonus in my eyes. You have me and you have my sword. Kieran, we are yours. And as you kneel down, you hear and you said, you hear and you had, are you sure about this? You want to set yourself up against the commander in chief? Against the entire Talden military? Doing the right thing isn't always the easiest choice, Kiaran. Hmm. Maybe you know a little more than I gave you credit for. Good. Not this quick, as, as this mental exchange is happening, uh, Princess Eutropia lowers her rapier onto your shoulder as well. Says, Rise, Dame Dentho. Now, I don't have a task for you immediately, as I said. You are free to return to your lives about Apara until the time we need your assistance. Uh, this could be days, this could be weeks, but it will not be terribly long. So I would advise you to not start any projects you don't wish to see left. I can't be certain if we'll need your assistance here in Apara or further out across Taldor, but I, Martella, or one of our servants will contact you when the time comes. Now, I believe on that note, uh, Martella, you have news for them. And Martella claps her hands together and steps up and says, absolutely! Now, good news in this mayhem in the aftermath of the Grand Prince's death and all this civil turmoil, it appears that for the time being, the Brotherhood of Silence has actually called off the contracts on all of us. Uh, seeing it better to determine how this is all going to play out before they make their next move. So for the time being, you're safe. The price on your names is gone, and you can return to your homes with no worry. Whatever happened to smiles, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> is he still smiling? Huh, this twisted way, I'm sure. But I learned that much, at the very least. It's useful what an inside puppet can do for you. Good to know he was of use, at least. Very much so, and I appreciate you leaving him for me. What's interesting is when I returned to the service of the warehouse after a few hours and no one attempting to breach the safe house, they abandoned him. The rest of them fled the scene. Leaving their dead, I assume that was your work, strewn across the floor and Mr. Smiles locked in his closet, not quite as smiley at the time. He's really big on rhyming. 
Yeah, he, is. he really is. It was much worse when we were fighting him, I'm sure. No, I had to give him the commitment. It took a while to break that off. But you're safe. You need not worry that they'll seek any retribution against you for now. Uh, they have either no ability or no desire to muster their forces any further. Perhaps so, we can make use of him in the future. Ah, well. I'll see what I can do. He is certainly helpful. I'll say that much. So take some time to relax. I don't know how much of it you'll have in the future. And Eutropia returns back to her seat and uh, bows towards all of you. As I thank all of you for your assistance and hope that with your help this matter, this matter can be settled quickly. Now please, if you'll leave us to our machinations, there is much to plan. This war, though one of subtlety and word, is waged on many fronts, and I have many things to organize. So out of character real quick, I wish I could support Star. I mean, you can if you want to roll a new character. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no reason in character. Like, Nell that... could absolutely go support her. Yeah, if you, if you don't want to play Nell anymore, go fucking support Starboard. Roll up a new character. Hey, Grim was pretty name. close there. <laughs> pretty close to Yeah, you know what? I'm not standing against the military. Fuck that. I'm out. I don't want to fight the rest of the army, so... Well, I'm sure I know most of them. At least yeah, some. That's I know a lot thing. of them, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting for you, though. That could come up down the road. I'm then. sure it will. Even just regular grunts, they're like, oh, just take out those two guards. I'm like, but that's Jim. I'm like, yo, that's Dave. I'm not going to shoot him. Hey, like, not hey, Jim. I just put a <laughs> bolt in his head. It that's goes my the only his daughter. Dude, it he goes owes the other me way money. Too. It goes the other way, too. You were the poster boy for recruitment. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. like Captain America. Oh, the inside guy that's, thing's going to be a big thing you that, could utilize. Uh, it's like Captain America Civil War. Everyone thinks he's a... Uh, He's the bad guy when he's actually the good guy. So they're all going to think that you're the turncoat when... No, but they'll, they'll be like, oh, hey, you're the reason I joined the army. What? You're fighting the <laughs> army now? Maybe I should consider being in it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good true. point. They might respect my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the group of you head out, out of the townhouse and just back out into the greater apartment. And where are we going? We could take a a long-awaited return back to your homes. Absolutely, because I, I have shit to shop. do. Everyone's gonna head back to their homes. Nori's gonna head back to the White Raven. Nell's going back to his estate. Dari, you going back to your townhouse? Um, I see no reason to go back to my townhouse first. I can go back with Anori and make sure that her uh, uh, shop is still standing, and then maybe go back to my house. You can head back over to the, the White Raven, make sure that's still intact, that nothing, nothing horrible has befallen that recently. Uh, Baylor, what about you? I... I don't think I had a house here. <laughs> that's that what I'm from, wondering, like, what are you... Yeah, you I, not, I you was from elsewhere. <laughs> you don't live in a park, so I guess if you're hanging out, you gotta get an inn. Are you well, or, I mean, 
I've find already someone extended. else to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've already extended uh, invitation to anyone who needed it for my estate. My house is empty. My mother and the rest of my family have sailed back across the ocean. So I have a very large townhouse with only me in it. We can go stay with Kahina. We can go stay with Nell. Up to you. Two houses. I, 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 I feel like I'd just be more likely to go with Nell. Yeah, you literally just met Kahina. You know, like, you don't, you mm -hmm. don't know her. So uh, you like, back. Hey, baby. <laughs> Everybody's like, they all walk out of there and everybody's like, peace. And Kahina's like, okay. Uh, I was going to get to know you guys, but guess not. I guess I'll I mean, it's not like now. we're just straight leaving. <laughs> yeah, we're you're all going to be going back around. together. You're going to be around. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're so planning have, what we're have, splitting up. Yeah, you have met Kahina. And I mean, yeah, you still have some time. You haven't like split immediately. Like, if you want to hang out and talk but if she wants to know you guys your new team team action team here so you definitely can yeah. now contrary to what I just said I would actually want to go home to check on my pets, just for right. the safe side of things so I would probably leave okay, fairly you have quickly. a family so you're like I'm not seeing you. you guys can talk but I gotta go make sure my family's not exploded <laughs> so Nell would take his exit pretty quickly and I would make sure I'd still have that invitation to come to his place later uh, as he's going. <laughs> you good. Yeah. You good. For the rest of you, we got me, Kahina, a bit. She seems interested to get to know everyone. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll hang on. Well, you can take uh, it back to the White Raven. Yeah, yeah, we should probably check on the White Raven, just since that was a direct link yeah. to... Come with! You can assist, you can see my half-destroyed, dilapidated building that I'm trying to not let rot away. Uh, so, are you refurbishing an old building? Uh, what? it's... Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, kind of left to me i don't i don't I, i've been conflicted on it but um I, I do think i want to keep it now i want ah. to try to bring it restored if i can ah well, is, is it a home or a shop or no a... i'm a bounty hunter ah uh, hmm. okay yeah my my dad was for a long time and i'm just sort of getting started in Take it over the family business, you know? Oh. It's all I really have. Uh, Baylor, are you still here or are you following now? I, I would have, like, after making sure I could come by later, I'd still hang out. Okay, fair enough. So you guys all going down to the, uh, the White Raven, or are you going to go back to Nell's when you guys start heading out? I can come hang. Me, me and Anori need to talk some magic sometime anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head down to the White Raven. And uh, the shop appears to be intact. And you guys talk a bit, get to know each other, become a proper party. Mm. And uh, at some point, Baylor heads back out to go to Nell's place. And at some point... Kahina probably heads back to her place as well, Ooh. and uh, maybe Dara would eventually straggle off to go back to go back to sleep, leaving everyone in there. Everyone just kind of split apart a bit. 
And I'm skipping this a bit because it's like, we only got like 15 minutes left. So, as you trickle back over the course of the day to your own homes, two things happen. Baylor, you can't help but keep just like feeling this, this ring that you found. The ring that you got from, from Doggio's stash. And when you do eventually get back to Nell's place, you're positive that there is more to this ring than what you had originally discovered. So you cast the tech magic, and you don't find much else about it. You try to do some more in-depth work with it, trying to determine what is possibly hidden away in this ring. And after maybe an hour or so of work, you crack it. Well, a part of it. This ring is an immensely powerful artifact. And what's surely 80% of its power is still sealed away. And you just can't figure out exactly how to activate it. But it seems to be attuned to you at this point for whatever reason. And beyond that, it seems to be attuned to your deeds. The best you can determine, this ring only contains as much potential as its wielder. And as you have gone through these the events of the past week and become so much stronger, so too has the Envoy Ring. So in addition, to everything it did previously. You can now also use it to cast Charm Person, DC 16, once per day, and Comprehend Languages, once per day. Dara, as you head back to your own house with Dignity's Barb, and go to place it, I would imagine, alongside the Ceremonial Compassion here, the, the small shrine you have to your family inside the cabinet. After all that it's done for you, after you were almost stuck in the sublevels with no access to a weapon and no way to defend yourself, you feel connected to this weapon. And you know that you were told it's magical. Baylor and Inori analyzed it, determined that much. It's, it's certainly magical. But it was so minor. It just had like a what appeared to be a fragment of a seeking enchantment that could just barely veer its bolts towards targets, almost imperceptibly. As you put it down, you look at it. You look at the lion engraved upon its handle, and the curve of its bow. You pick it back up again. You've been feeling something. Something changing in this weapon, but you couldn't put your finger on it. But as far as you can determine, this ancient artifact of Taldor, emblazoned with the Gorgonaut itself on its handle, approves. It approves of something. Perhaps the difficult decision to ally yourself with Eutropia for the best of the nation. Perhaps just taking a stand for Taldor's future. Whatever you've done, Dignity's Barb has activated. Instead of a masterwork weapon, now it is a plus one Darkwood Light Crossbow. 
And instead of reducing mischance from concealment by 5%, it reduces it by 10%. Oh, damn. And once per day, when you get a critical threaten, you can choose to roll twice for the confirm and take the better result. If I wake up, do you mean that it it became sentient like mine? If it's sentient, it doesn't, it's not enough to have like its own consciousness or anything. It's not like talking to you, Mm -hmm. but you can tell it approves of your choices today. And it's lent you more of its power. So, here comes an interesting crossroads chat. And also, the six people who listen to the podcast. (laughs) Thus ends Crownfall. And so, thus begins Songbird, Scion, Saboteur. The second act and the war for the crown. And from here, we're going to move onward to Greater Horizons. And because of how we're going to have to work this, this is going to be a little bit interesting. We've got a new party. We've got Brent Bob filling in for Dara, so we can keep Dara in the party. And I've seen it about a billion times in chat, asking for it. We got Mistress Cha back in the group. So Mistress Cha, since we haven't gotten to see you do any cool shit yet, do you want to real quickly give a chat the load on your character? Okay. What kind of cool shit do we expect coming out of you? Alright. Uh, well, I am a bard. A bard of Shellen, obviously. And uh, so uh, I am a <laughs> I am a wit bard. So instead of some of the regular bard stuff, some of the singing and everything, I actually have uh, some attacks with uh, my bard stuff, especially one called Cutting Remark. So basically, I, uh, I insult people, and um, the, they take non-lethal damage when I insult so them. You insult so hard, they take damage. <laughs> I insult, insult people them so their hard. So the whole, and the whole rubber that, and your glue thing doesn't work because you as, actually hurt people with your yeah, as it as Yeah, as it levels up, it, yeah, I think as it levels up and stuff, it just, yeah, lots of damage. I think it can stun that later or stagger or something when we get really high. I think it dazes. Oh, it dazes. Excuse me. It dazes. Um... But yeah, Dicks I can buff can, the party. They hurt my bones. Words will never hurt me. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> my words literally hurt you. My words can actually um, knock you unconscious. You stupid exactly. idiot. Isn't that kind of what Smiles was like? Didn't he? Wasn't he that type of bard? That he no, he, like, he said he's... words and then hit you with a sickle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Which I can hit you with the glaive, which is great yeah. because it's a reach weapon, and so I'm actually not in the front line. So I'm like between Dara. And Nell, so uh, so Nell and Anori can stand in front and beat on things, and I can stand behind them and poke over them and poke it. Because she, Shellen's chosen weapon okay. is a warglave. It's so, a warglave, which is what so I. So we now have a three-tiered front line. Yes. of there's way you're getting Baylor. Yeah, yes. pretty much. We we have an entire like phalanx formation in the front. 
the moon. Hey, we learned I'm people. great in melee. Um, I also Absolutely. have some yeah. healing magic, which everybody needed, and uh, which is always welcome. Um, bard, bard, <laughs> bard does everything, and um, yeah. Uh, Unbreakable and hard on his back because she has that. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the unbreakable hard on. Yeah. So yeah, we uh. I also we have, have a, a an actual support caster now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also took. Uh, whoops! I think I just rolled it. Uh, nimble fingers, keen mind, which means I can also disable devices. So I took some uh, thiefy type things as well. Thiefy type stuff. Thiefy the best type kind of stuff. stuff. Because we didn't have a thiefy, so now maybe, you know, we can disarm traps and not die, and that would be great. She has spent some of her starting gold on a wand of Kirillite wounds, because she's a fucking team player. That's <laughs> amazing. 50-charge wand of Kirillite wounds there. So I, I have... Just, that's great. We can actually I have a buy great, a ton of my, uh, my uh, singing steel chain shirt makes my start performance uh, not as... Uh, can you do it as a move action instead of a standard action? Singing still is so fucking cool. And then as that lo as I level up, eventually that will become a swift action to start my performance. So and her performance is just... You're just talking shit the whole time. Well, no, no, no. Like, no well, that's, I she can. can do that. That's not oh, okay. as an attack. <laughs> that, that, that is an option awesome. she has. It is, it is. But I can also use my performance to buff all of you. Yeah, she so, has regular bardic performance too, which stuff. just gives all of you the bonus to attack and damage. Oh, and wow. she has both mm -hmm. dancing and oratory and singing. So. Yep. There's a variety of ways she can do this traditional bardic performance, but she can also just be like, hey, your mom's fat, and then they yep. take five non-lethal damage or whatever. Your mama's so fat, they call her the bag of holding. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> oh. oh. Everybody will have to get that gift where the guy just goes, oh, and like goes across the screen. Um, do you, do we tell them any of the backstory since they didn't get any of that, or you want me to uh, hold that? Can, and... No, we can hold that. We can we can get okay. that. That can come because yeah, I mean I like this whole you're new to the party thing. So we have the four people who also barely know each other, but went on the adventures of Crownfall together, and then we have the fifth person who is now just a totally new addition that none of them are familiar with. So when next we play. I will just tell you guys up front so you can plan for it. You have one week of downtime before anything is going to happen. Uh, before Eutropia and Martella reach out to you. So, if you have any anything you want to do with a week of downtime, feel free. If nothing else, you can go back to your day job and just make like a profession check to get money or whatever. Yes. Um... <laughs> You can just spend it waiting and relaxing and just watching the un the unfolding political climate of Talbor. How about spending it painting and stylizing your new suit of plus one armor? You can do that. <laughs> you have all sorts of neat there. Whatever you want to do with your week of downtime. And then we're going to head into book two. And I very briefly describe the persona.